0: Five hundred twenty five thousand six hundred minutes in a year. We are on the waning edges of those minutes as we speak right now of year 2021. And I ask myself, how do I want to spend this time, the last waning moments of 2021 with the people I love talking about movies, polarizing movies in particular? This is Polarize, the podcast. Uh, I am James Lindsay. I am your host. Welcome. We are talking about Rent today. Uh, it is a polarizing movie. Um, it has a 46% score on uh, on the critic side. It has 83% score on the audience side. Um, we're going to talk about it today. By we, I mean a great and royal and wonderful we because I got two <laughs> wonderful gentlemen. I say wonderful too many times already. It's because like I'm in the musical spirit baby. I mean yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm in that really like effervescent sort of uh, theatrical Oof. sort of sort of mode right now where I, I feel like it's just I'm 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 dancing on cloud clouds right now. Uh, <laughs> is how I feel inside. I wish I could. Wish I could dance as well as I could as I see these people dancing in a musical. <laughs> um getting a getting a little ahead of myself. I see I see my co-host dancing, dancing right there. I think he's in the same mode as I Uh, mode mood. Um, Brandon, the great Brandini. How Mm -hmm. the hell are you, my friend?
1: Hey, I'm doing well. Yeah. Hey, uh, I know we just uh, told each other uh, Happy New Year, but I'll say it again for the pod. Happy New Year to you, gentlemen. And yeah, I mean, couldn't imagine spending a pod recording a going into the new year with better people. I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to talk about this movie. And I think a lot of what this movie is about and kind of also the the musical, not kind of, but the musical itself. I just, am, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's filled me up with a lot of love and a lot of, um, yeah, uh, thoughts of friendship and what that means to me. So I'm feeling good feeling really
0: good hell yeah dude i think we're on we're on the same page here um yeah. this is a movie if i can just say right off the bat me and you saw this movie together in oh, yeah. theaters yeah, uh, yeah. in high school 2005 yeah um mm-hmm. and with a couple 15 year olds yeah just uh 15 year olds going to uh we a musical movie <laughs> yeah our mom one of our moms drove us and, and we saw a musical movie together and uh I I still remember that night. I thought it was a magical night. That was uh I don't remember seeing many musicals at that time. I was like in musicals and like musical theater in high school and stuff. I was getting into that uh for the mm, first time. Sure. But, like knowing there was like a a very popular um musical that was gonna be translated into film, I was like, oh, this is like a way to get into it. Um but before we get yeah. get too much into talking about uh the movie. I want to ask mm-hmm. our our guests about it as well. Um our guest today is the Christian Rabino. How are you uh Ooh. our our great friend Ooh. Christian Rabino.
2: Woo! <laughs> yeah. Hell I'm yeah. great boys. I'm great. Yes. Thank you for inviting me. Yes, players. first yes, podcast of course. for me? First
0: first yeah. podcast? I mean, this is technically our first podcast too if you if you want to think about it in like the the grand mm. scheme of it the, but the macro level yeah yeah i guess so but uh you know we we had our first episode not even a year not even less than five hundred twenty-five thousand six hundred minutes ago uh-huh. when we started this podcast so it's like we are very new to this whole experience um so far it's just an excuse for us to get together with our friends and talk about movies
2: and <laughs> yeah. we're so for far sure, for sure. so far we're getting
0: away with it um and everyone. <laughs> Everyone thinks we're recording this. We're not even actually recording this. I know. It's,
1: it's this. Fine,
0: yeah, we're just, we're just like, we just want to talk. Um, but I was going to, I was going to talk to you about Rent, but I also like wanted to like make it a little broader about just like uh, movies you're into and, and just, um, you yeah, know, great. like if you're into like musicals in general, like beyond Rent or before Rent, after uh, your history mm. of like the, the genre itself, I was kind of curious um, what your experience was.
2: For sure. For sure. Movie wise, I'm interested to a lot of comedies and romantic comedies just because they're comedies and action mm-hmm. movies, superhero movies, you know, like the typical pop culture stuff. For sure. But, um, I honestly yeah. didn't really like musicals that much until I got into theater in high school. That was just like a place that I fell into uh, because of some friends that I made. Mm. And then I just got super into it. And, you know, when you're in high school, you, you get into musicals, you start listening to like Into the Woods, Les Mis, you know, like the classics, Wicked, you listen to the music, you, you feel the vibe. And that's why I think that's why for like Rent in general, a lot of people, like a lot of the, you know. People rated it so high, the the people that watched it, because people get so involved in the musicals and it's very like mm. close-knit storytelling and relatable. And especially this movie, which is extremely relatable, especially at the time it came out. Yeah. So sure. that's that's one thing that, you know, it doesn't matter what the critics say, if people can relate and just get really bought into the overall like arching theme of a musical, like people are gonna love it. Um, yeah
0: and if if it just even has that that music and they do the music that's right enough for the the big big fans of it yeah i mean those they've i i remember at that time too i feel like we're we're similar in that respect it's like yeah i I wasn't super aware or familiar with musical theater until i kind of started doing some like some of it myself like you're a good man charlie brown and music man and, and stuff like that um but then you know after that it's just uh it, it kind of opens, opens you up to, to that experience and, um, the energy of it. And I, I, I mentioned wicked because it was one of those, which now, nowadays I'd say it's Hamilton where people would listen to the soundtrack way before they've seen the stage play or anything. Cause people don't have access to, to go see a, a, a live stage. Like mm-hmm. if it's popular enough, you won't be able to get tickets or it's, it's far away enough, or it's, it's not coming to your city, whatever. Sure. Um, But I remember at the time, Wicked. There was just so many people that knew the music so well, hadn't seen the show, but like, I think there was a novelization, right? And just it was eating it up in the same way people eat Hamilton up, but just uh, hadn't hadn't had the chance to see it. So when this movie comes out, I'm sure it um, it must have been exciting. And for someone that was just so like far away and not really knowing from like an adult, more adult sort of. Uh, sort of musical, I was, I was more familiar. Yeah. With like, I just said Charlie Brown or something, or like, I think I saw beauty and the beast when I was very young and that was, that was a lot of fun. But um, yeah, to bring that, that energy of a stage play to a screen is I th- I find a very interesting process. Yeah. And uh, for
2: sure, for sure. Before
0: this one was made the one of the big things that they were having a hard time getting this one made uh rent and they, mm-hmm. they originally attached like Martin Scorsese and Spike Lee was possibly going to do it um and All the
1: like directors known for like urban storytelling in the mm-hmm. sense of like big city stuff a lot of grittiness too because so much of the energy of this and i would just comment on, about musicals in general is my at least for me and i don't know if this is true just totally for the musicals in general but For me, musicals have a tendency to be older because they just have like a lot of stay. Like if a musical hits, it hits and it stays for a really long time and it ingratiates itself into musical theater. Uh, You just kind of cultivates itself amongst younger audience because people like you guys go, you know, are taught it almost. uh, And it's like a lesson on how musicals are, what good musicals are. But there is a tendency, at least in my mind, for relatively dated it, not not in a bad way just like you know led zeppelin or you know old rock is good like you know they're it's innately good because the pros are strong and the music is timeless but yeah my understanding of this is and just also to just personally what got me into this is that it was contemporary music mm-hmm. and it was you you just Typically, you get your first interaction or first hearing a musical or seeing it, it's going to usually be an older musical that has, yeah, just it's from a maybe a bygone era or just dated. And so exactly. to, to see this, it's like, oh, this has guitar and has some synth yeah, going on. Yeah. And, have, you know, just overall more contemporary stuff. And then on top of that, the what the content of this is, where we're talking about homosexual relationships, we're talking about just AIDS in general and what the impact of that is, because, I mean, we a
2: cross-dressing
1: cross-dressing too like getting honestly i would say that hardcore
0: drugs being you know going with through withdrawals and withdrawals and addiction
1: like Mm -hmm. that's not yeah but prior to seeing this my conception of a musical is is it is very stereotypical archetypes of like sound of music or something (laughs) right it's it's usually two people falling in love from different sides of the tracks and then it just kind of goes through Mm -hmm. that whole west side story uh, or something right and so many of them and, uh, Yeah, but then for it to be backdropped with a gritty New York, uh, to have uh, cross-dressing, homosexual relationships, all of that stuff was just so incredibly contemporary and really had me hooked because I just had never seen anything like this. Because I just, in my mind, musicals were this relatively stuffy thing. I love music. I'm a huge music fan. And so it was almost like I was waiting a little bit for a musical that was speaking more my language Mm because The mm-hmm. Rest of it sounded like my parents' language.
0: Absolutely. And in the creator, and we're gonna talk, I'm sure, a lot about him, uh, Jonathan Larson and and his uh the new movie Tick Tick Boom, um mm. with him and everything. Uh but he what he wanted to do and you know, his his passing before the movie and what his family wanted to do uh with them with the movie, as with the play as as well, is cross the gap between kind of lowbrow, highbrow sort of stuff and have a musical that speaks to, as they put it, the MTV generation, which was kind of right, super pre- prevalent, like around that time, 80s and 90s and, and everything like that. Um, and to be so clear, focused with a goal as a creator to want to do that is bridge that gap and have a musical that has that sort of modern sensibilities of a rock band. That's that's that was the concept. And mm-hmm. to be so successful, it's it's pretty amazing to see it done. and. I think, yeah. If we're even just talking about the stage play at this moment, that itself mm-hmm. was hugely, hugely successful in in doing that. Um, mm. And his untimely death, however much of a factor that was, upon so um, it's ex- extremely sad. And and uh, watching this movie and Tic Boom is just like, man, it just puts you puts you in a place, and it's and and everything. Uh, but it's also very. Modern contemporary issues that are going on today and to see a musical and original idea uh, come through and and to be able to watch, it, especially as young as we were, was uh, mm-hmm. kind of eye opening and it was kind of like, I don't know, stuff that I hadn't really seen in many movies and, su- and even references to, to certain things that was going over my head. Like, yeah. I think the light my candle thing, just certain aspects of that song were going completely over my head. The first totally. <laughs> oh, my God.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Because, yeah, the whole like drug addiction part totally went yeah, over yeah. my head where I just because, again, so this m- this musical has so many of the archetypes of a oh, we lost christian Christian. Oh, so many of the archetypes of other musicals where it is about you know romance or and people falling in love so i just as a, as a 15 year old just kind of made that quick association of oh this is you know they're just they're falling in love and this is what musical all, almost all musicals in my mind have in it is uh, two people getting together and i thought it was a story about that but yeah i just like i mm-hmm.
0: I, I i didn't get like she's the, cold or something yeah she needs to light her furnace Well, because like, it
1: yeah, was a cold. yeah because mm-hmm. it's cold outside and there is it on its face just i am lonely and on um i think at that point it's new year's eve i can't remember if it or christmas eve i mean it might be christmas eve but anyways mm-hmm. which is why we're doing this in the first exactly, place yeah because, there's yeah yeah there's so much Christmas and so much it takes with the
0: 525,600 minutes between December 24th, 1989 and December 24th, 1990 is, is, uh, right. When this movie takes place.
1: Oh, absolutely. And uh, yeah. Um, oh, and how do you measure the life in a year, man? It hits so
0: hard, dude. This movie hits so hard. (laughs) Like we're already, I mean, I mean, we're just talking about the story and, you know, the stage play and everything like that. Um, Christian's internet went down. He's jumping back on soon. We'll, we'll keep, we'll keep, uh, yeah. keep the conversation flowing here. Um, but man, I, I knew it was going to hit hard and maybe we can get a little conversation started about tick, tick, boom, uh, I before, would love before to. we get into rent, I think might be appropriate because it is the movie itself. You know, we'll try to be, you don't have to be spoiler. It's just, it's a true story. So, uh, yeah. uh, but l- leading up to rent is, is, is really what the m- movie is about. If you haven't seen it, directed by Lin-Manuel Miranda. I just taught, mentioned Hamilton earlier. And it's yeah. such a beautiful ode to a man who like re-inspired me when I watched that. And then yes. illuminated, re-illuminated Rent for me as well and made that a mm-hmm. better experience. E- even more like just a new perspective on something that I was already familiar with. But his life and who he who he was as a person... Was like super inspirational to me. Like watching, <laughs> yeah. watching that movie was like, and and Andrew Garfield was, uh, and and the direction oh, and everything wonderful. was uh, so well done, and, and a lot of original material from his one man show rock monologue called Tick Tick Boom. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, d- uh, tell me. Sorry, I'm I'm going off because I'm just raving about. It. I really really. Oh my god, I
1: loved um, it.
0: Yeah, so it, okay, it brought me you. to
1: tears. Yeah. i was just crying my eyes out during that during tick tick boom because it is so incredibly honest and inspirational and the direction of it is is musical and wonderful and there's a sense of magic to it as well that um yeah overall just incredibly inspirational uh christian's back we're talking tick tick boom uh you know, kind of leading into rent. Um, and so did you watch that as well, Christian?
2: I did. I, I really enjoyed it. I actually watched it like right after you mentioned it, I just flipped it on. I honestly thought it was going to be more about the making of rent. And then halfway through you realize, no, it's the making of this other show, Superbia. And then you're, you're kind of like bought into it already. So you're kind of watching it and you're kind of seeing it. And then in the end, it kind of all comes together of like the whole purpose of the whole thing. And it, it's weird because it has these like random moments where you notice that like there are some things that happen in his life that are kind of tied into the ultimate ending, which is like him creating rent. And I thought that was super interesting, but it's cool because it not only like shows you like, the journey that he went through, but it kind of shows you the journey what like every musical writer goes through, and right. it's not all yeah. fun and games. Like it's not. No,
0: and, and, definitely not. I mean the the biggest line of that movie, I, I think, was her, his friend that was that was such a big proponent of his work and everything oh was like, God. you gotta like throw like fifteen things against the wall until one sticks. That was just the mm-hmm. most heartbreaking thing to be like. Yeah, this is a movie about this one thing out of however many fifteen things that a lot of people have to throw at the wall before it's six. But this is a movie, yeah, about not rent, but about one of those things that didn't stick before rent, and yeah, uh, and the tragedy of of uh, of somebody who is hits such a fame that you know he would appreciate it. It's another thing, maybe, if someone's like, oh, you don't know how they would handle the fame, or they know what they're wishes were in and you know while i may be true with him and everything it's like he got his show on broadway you know you see all these like famous people going to a show you see th- you see it just becoming a sensation to the to the world like it's play it, the they stay the, the the play is done other places other continents other other countries all, all over the world and it's successful and to know that you know he's not around to experience any of that. Is just oh, my, yeah. oh, I can't. it's so tragic. And then like the uh. movie uh, leading up to it, all the stuff that he wants to talk about. I'm getting already into the the waterworks of it all. But like, is about all of his friends that are that are vacating from existence and in life and everything, mm-hmm. and not and then losing their dignity along the way. It's just such heartbreaking cool. stuff, dude. And uh, mm-hmm. but to also see the wonderful story. And I, I, I watched the, the Tony acceptance speech that uh, his sister went up and accepted and oh the message what her line was really great. Oh man. I wish I could uh, remember it, but Oh, it was uh, something to the effect of it took 15 years of hard work of Jonathan Larson to become an overnight sensation, which I just thought was the funniest oh, thing. Oh God, um, I got chills. Thinking yeah. oh my and my and God. she was just, and then it was like, Anybody who's working a restaurant job, taxi, what do you know? These uh, hardworking people that are yeah. that are scraping by and everything, like, don't give up was essentially her her message. Yeah. it felt like it was coming straight out of Jonathan Larson as well. As well, I'm getting choked up as well just thinking about it. But I, me too. Um, yeah. But his his family, you could tell, was like super supportive of him. He had amazing supportive friends. All of that movie and everything. It really, like uh, Christian was saying, was like not like wasn't. It is pretty autobiographical. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Each character wasn't necessarily represented by a person in his life was something that I gathered from this behind the scenes thing. But it was, yeah, it was really a tapestry of his mind and his who he was, was represented in all the characters within Rent as well. Um, But Mm -hmm. even to go, I'm rambling, but to go back to, is it Superbia? Is that what it's called?
2: Superbia, yeah,
0: yeah. It was like a 1984 musical with like all this like yeah. technology involved and stuff. Yeah, like science fiction like, or a <laughs> yeah. like, that it like a Yeah,
2: like that's on the moon
1: or something like that.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was a romance. Was crazy. Like, yeah, and the music was so great, especially when you saw like them them about do to do the preview, and this music was like so incredible. And I was like watching it, and I almost wanted to look up like where have they played superbia? How have I not heard of this? Yeah, And then you realize why you haven't heard of it. And you're like, Oh my God, this is crazy. And then adding it into the story, it kind of brings the whole movie together in the end. And it kind of, and you, you realize like what the point of the movie was in the ending and how it really like, it makes you think, Oh, this is how rent was created. And then you're like, Oh, it's not about rent. And then you're like, wait, it is.
0: It is. Yeah, yeah.
2: It is. Mm -hmm. And then like all the little things that happen here and there. And then that situation with his best friend Mm -hmm. who like gone into advertisement. And I can always like kind of relate to that because I felt like when I moved, when I, when I first moved to LA, I was like, I'm going to be, I love music. I'm going to be an agent for a music place. Like that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to do this for now. And then I just kind of got lost in what I was doing for now. Right. Which... Like I'm okay with because in in the end, like I kind of accepted like what I'm happy about doing and, you know, kind of figure out things about myself. But it was so crazy because like I kind of related to his friend who was just like, I need a family. I need to have kids. I need to do this. And then it wasn't all like the grass wasn't greener on the other side.
1: Totally, because his friend is not his friends, not like he's not the enemy he didn't make poor mm-hmm. choices he just made different choices and yeah that's what that's how you measure like it, and it's not in a, love I, yeah I mean, <laughs> that's how you measure your life is just in love it's not in the things that it's not in whether you uh, write a musical or work in advertising it's just how yeah like, and i love the through line of tick tick boom where it's like are you are you living your life in fear or in love and just going that wow, way? Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter if you're working in advertising or writing a musical. Mm-hmm. Are you living your life in love? And that's yeah. what matters. And that's because, yeah, like uh, his friend's not a bad person. Yeah, they're.
0: I. I the enemy is the man.
1: I, yeah, I mean, so much of it. Yeah, it's just the man. But I'm. <laughs> The man is also giving, you know, his friend a job and making and getting him getting mm-hmm. his friend to living in an apartment that he wants and not having to worry about uh, whether the power is going to get turned off like it. it but it's not yeah, like a singular
0: is- person, I, I guess, was my my point. It was like, right. And I enjoyed that they were able to make have some empathy saved up for is it Tay Diggs is, is that the the, oh, the yeah. that was trying to collect them and everything. You know, he he was used to live with them. He was an old uh old roomie and old you friend. know he, he showed yeah. up to Angel's funeral and everything. And it's like I I appreciated that you know he's he's doing his job as well and and, and they're still still able to uh I don't know you understand that and he congratulated him on being able to pay pay rent in his own way but I just I appreciated that they were able to like even by by the end kind of bring him in a little bit and not have not vilify him necessarily, but yeah, more like you know the the larger larger thing at at at, uh, at control of the man. I don't know the the only way I can figure out how to describe it, I guess. Um, yeah, I I mean now that you bring it up, it just makes me
1: think of I'm to start getting into some of the. If we were to get into the musical and also the movie as uh, in particular about things that I, I, I would critique about and levy critiques against is, you know, Benny doesn't really have too much of an arc. I don't I don't really understand like him getting together with. Mimi and what his motivations are and Mm -hmm. he just is so uh, Benny really just functions as a very convenient plotting because it's yeah Benny just needs to be there so that they have to figure out how to get money Mm -hmm. or they have to figure out how to deal with Maureen and what's going on with her and there isn't really a great sense of like why did he leave them just i yeah. guess money and you just keep it as simple as that. Is like well he just wanted you know money and i he fell in love but not really because that's something that i really had an issue with is that you know they kind of characterize him as he married into wealth and now he's become a changed person because of it but there mm-hmm. isn't a great sense of does he like that it seems like he's comfortable mm-hmm. with it for sure but does yeah. he like that that's the case and then why is his relationship? The way that it is where he just i seemingly leaves his wife like i don't know what that ends up doing yeah
0: for him, where you're right yeah they don't, they don't fully explore that. mimi <laughs> <Yeah>. like,
1: <God. laughs> it was just it was kind of bizarre to me now watching it again as a 31 year old where i'm just like wait a minute like why is he with mimi right now i don't get that like there was never a sense of that other than
0: this very brief there was like kind of a line like oh they dated like two years ago or something
2: yeah oh okay yeah weirdly close like if i was his like rich wife i wouldn't be happy with him keeping in tabs with this stripper that he used to date and making sure she's okay yeah like that's kind of weird
1: stripper or would you more so dancer What is the uh, cat scratch club? Is it a strip club or is it just it's, like a, a bar that has women dance? Oh yeah. I
0: it almost has like a coyote ugly kind of vibe too. Yeah. Right? I, I think it's a strip club. Yeah. I think it's a strip club. Man. What I a mean, production for a strip
1: club. My God. The room really? as well was enormous. It was like the size of a fucking basketball
2: auditorium. Well, the, the rule <laughs> is in musicals. If you have strippers or hookers involved, it's a great musical. Like, that's oh, like the I general rule. That. Well, well okay. like look I mean, at that's the charity.
0: I mean, that's also a life rule, isn't it? That's not? what I was I mean. going to say.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> it was like, the, the, <laughs> like uh, the stripper with the heart of gold. Yeah, sure. Sure. Pretty. Yeah. pretty.
0: I mean, I was pretty woman, Richard Gere, which is I was going to say my next thing was like Chicago yeah. was one of the big reasons they decided to finally uh-huh. follow through with this movie uh yeah was because chicago was a big success which also yeah
2: it was a huge feature, success that features
0: hookers and strippers i believe too right I, I don't yeah know, it's been a while since. So
2: little- lame lame, is, lame is had a lot of like hookers in in the back scene because sure. it's like it's like real life stuff and honestly yeah. until about yeah. like a 100, 100 years ago maybe like even 60 70 years ago like Prostitution and whatnot is very prevalent, and I, you know what? Yeah. Let's be real; yeah. it, it kind of is still right now. Just oh not my in America.
0: Yeah, yeah. Or it's yeah. In, in America; is just more hush hush or, or whatever. But oh, okay. it, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's 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 more yeah, just a service to be to be done, and it's it's sex work is real work,
2: exactly. Yeah, yeah. not the straight way, but like you said, I um I really like Tay Diggs' character because though he was very convenient if you took him out i feel like the whole musical will crumble because he creates sure. yeah all of those he creates the issues he creates right. the back and forth but oh, sure. and it's weird because like you said they use him as like like he's oh, also right. the guy that's can't find mimi and i'm like like you were the guy they were yelling at in the cre- in La Viva Wam scene, and then yeah. all of a sudden, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I kind of like team that. Team cross- team I kind of like this- that
1: to that restaurant that drove me yeah. crazy too, where i'm like yeah.
2: why are you in
1: this restaurant you guys yeah. could you uh, like yeah i just that drove me
0: nuts i don't where I'm know like, something about that that him crossing waspy, over was kind of yeah. nice for me it was like oh like, yeah yeah and then they showed yeah those those two waspy old white dudes that <laughs> the, that were there too and the kayak kind of like yeah. vilified them a bit more when they showed up to uh is it Mar- maria yeah. is that her name Maureen. Uh, when, when They showed up to her show and everything. So out. to have someone kind of like his arc was kind of crossing over. Like I agree that it wasn't fully like they didn't lay the groundwork fully for that or they didn't like fully build up that that arc or like follow through with his resolution as much. But seeing no, him no, at, no. I guess seeing him at Angel's funeral is kind of just like these people are accepting I guess it was just like they're they're fully accepting of, of other other people and I just enjoyed like, I don't know. I just like showing up at, at somebody's flat and start singing a song. I don't know. There's something about the the energy of this musical that, that like really feels like I, you know, Christian, you said you're in musical theater as well. Like all these people were from the stage play and they, and they cast them in, in the movie as well. Like they had such a chemistry and the energy between them and everything was mm-hmm. just very infectious. And I was just like, yeah, like I want to get up and dance and sing too. And it was yeah. just like, uh i th- I thought that that came across uh really well um i just want to be
1: Collins' friend so hard like
0: watching this he was the standout
1: for me where i'm like Collins is the fucking shit he's my favorite character yeah and i and th- that's changed i was thinking about that too because originally his my smile favorite, is amazing infectious his voice is incredible yeah. his attitude his de- like everything about him isn't is the
0: he best. has a drink named after uh, him too it's great
2: yeah, Tom Collins. yes hey. man. He, uh, hey. I, I think he actually knew. I think I was I was reading like the biography of Jonathan Larson after Tick, Tick, Boom. So Tom Collins, that guy was from the original cast in Broadway, and he actually uh-huh. knew Jonathan Larson when he worked at that yeah, diner.
0: Yeah, he they worked together yeah. at the diner. Yeah,
2: yeah. Isn't that so crazy? He, I feel like this was his thing. And like, I haven't seen him in much other musical theater. I, I haven't looked it up. He's done anything more, else. though, man. He, he was fantastic. He was mm-hmm. like, his like he was like really the great, perfect, man. perfect person for like angel to date. Cause he's, he almost gives off, especially with his voice, this like macho man theme and like no one would ever think. And then all of a sudden he's this like sweetheart who just like kind of fell in love with angel. Who's this, like cross-dressing transgender woman who honestly kind of stole the show like oh my god yeah
1: <laughs> i mean it's about, yeah. it's
2: about her in many ways yeah <laughs> i mean but,
1: man she she's magnetic uh like oh man they're yeah she yeah she's and i think the best.
0: and i think yeah I say what you will about christopher columbus uh making this movie and everything but his decision to cast the majority of the people who original uh, cast on Broadway, I think, was an an excellent move. was was such a yeah. such a smart move. Yeah. Was not to like go too crazy with trying to get some, a bunch of famous people in this movie and mm-hmm. turn it into something else, um, like the uh, new Les Mis. I mean, sure, uh, yeah. Or like, what is that like, Rock of Ages or something? was that? Oh yeah, I never like that, saw that but, with the t- yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Or you could just like, okay. oh, you can. This could be an ensemble piece with a bunch of uh, like, even like people that are in music. We could have them act in it or something like that. But mm-hmm. for him to recognize, it's like no, like, and, and and this this cast of people like went through it, man. They went through like from the mm-hmm. from the beginning to like Jonathan Larson's death to opening night. Uh, you know, behind the I was yeah, that behind the scenes, man. It's it's just tragic, like. They did this opening night thing where, like, they just had tables and, and sat down at tables for opening night because it was right after he died. And they just did it for f- friends and family. And they tried to stay yeah. in the tables as long as they could. And then right when love you, Bohem, my favorite yeah. song, if I. Oh, if really?
2: I'm, if I'm not going to. If I will count
0: Seasons of Love. I mean, season Love, <laughs> it's like hard to but like love you, Bohem. They couldn't even. Yeah. They just had to get up and start dancing and, and everything. It's like. It's, so anyways, long. I'm making a very long. Point, but, they've they, they, uh, they, uh, <laughs> just a couple of
1: guys just to uh, <laughs> masturbation jokes all right i couldn't uh, help myself as a you know since
0: male. it's hilarious it's hilarious but uh yeah i I love I I love that. I love that song. But anyway, they, they they do that and they've they've been through it. This cast has been through it. They went, they knew Jonathan Larson. Like, I don't know. It's just like you can tell how important it is to them. You can tell how familiar they are with the work. They're their uh again, their chemistry with each other is just it's it's truly infectious. It comes across the screen. Um mm-hmm. I'm glad you brought up Tom Collins, man. His his energy is is, is something and it's like I, seeing him in an interview, CIU yeah, was saying he's like, Yeah, I used to work with jonathan larson and stuff and he's like yeah musicals weren't really my thing but it was i was just like yeah why I, I probably should why not you know and it yeah. was seeing seen someone so kind of like, energy just in <laughs> about I was just like that's exa- exactly why you should do it because you're so yeah. i don't know um affable, <laughs> affable sort of like uh sort of did. his 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 smile uh is is truly truly something yeah um
2: i but, think uh rosario dawson i think she was one of two people who weren't part of the original cast yeah, i looked up the original joanne
1: cast. joanne yeah
2: yeah joanne so mm-hmm. those are the well, only two great that were additions.
1: A yeah wonderful like, i mean they were, they were they, if anything i would say those two new additions were better than mark and um who's yeah. the um
2: the wait bon mark Jovi? the main guy with the glasses yeah and then, i mean he was in the original. Richard? oh yeah I was
1: upon this watch mark is my least favorite character
0: really
2: oh I, hand, hands down it's because of the actor or just the character in general
1: the character in general because i think really yes yeah i i don't mind his singing i i sometimes i do but like the character of mark sucks i don't like mark
2: but, you know, what the funny thing is I was reading like a little bit of the autobiography of uh, Jonathan Larson and a lot of Mark's plot lines have the to Jonathan Larson. Oh, my God. Yeah, no,
1: he, he Mark is a surrogate for Jonathan yeah. Larson for sure. But it's yeah. like it's in, in my mind, it's one of those things where Jonathan Larson and my understanding, too, is like Jonathan Larson's also was a pill to hang out with. And like that mm-hmm. kind of shows and hard to uh, collaborate character. with as well. Yeah. Yeah. And it, and it shows in Mark where he just is. Mark is very, he's very kind, but he is very selfish and like not, I don't know. Whether, yes. And very, like, yeah. Like, w- oh, woe is man, me. Yeah. Woe is me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And all of yeah. that energy.
2: I'm going to help yeah. my ex. Blah, blah, blah.
1: Oh, my God. And then we're yeah. so many like jokes about, uh, you know, his girlfriend leaving him for a woman and that which yeah. actually yeah. happened
0: to jonathan larson it did
1: yeah. it totally yeah, did to the way that it was presented seemed very dated in this movie though yeah. oh it yeah kind sure. of
0: cringed every single time especially when they have it's the a big uh, laughs big laughs were were uh oh. set. it was like a big old setup that it's right
1: joanne what's, what's his name jo-
2: joanne
0: oh jeez <laughs>
2: Um, oh man but the weird thing was it's it's funny because like i feel like i could relate to i understand i hear you i understand why you don't like him because the character you could easily not like the guy like he's just like this victimy like he's a very easy not like guy but sad thing to say i feel like i can relate to him the most like i feel like like i would date someone i'm like oh you're leaving me on for who joanne like a girl i'm like well all right (laughs) all right i'll
0: see you at your show next week i'll do the sound i'll do the sound (laughs) (laughs) can you give me a kiss after as as long as i do a good job no dude i i I totally get it and he's and he's an artist as well he's he's doing photography and documentary filmmaking and 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 he's not even
1: really good at it i'm sorry guys he's he's not he's not he's not even
0: good at it like his
1: documentary filmmaking and it kind of drove me nuts at the end of it where they're like all together and it's a really a celebration of angel and them all back together and then he's just flips on his documentary almost like you know, <laughs> you know can't even just let it just be him like we're in the moment he's like you gotta yeah. see what i've been working on and i'm you just like it. mark it's not about you right now it was I'm almost like, like God God it. damn it it
0: was almost like planted too like uh collins walks in and the projector is like perfectly set up like right in front of him and, and collins was yeah. like oh i guess you got your your movie ready he's like yeah we can watch it if you want i don't know whatever yeah. okay he's we'll like watch it."
2: He's like the guy who doesn't host parties a lot and he like has like a specific plan of like what's going to happen. So he'll (laughs) set up like his projector just in case or he'll have like a giant Jenga set up just in case everyone's (laughs) like, what do you guys want to do? I'm like, you guys want to play giant Jenga? (laughs) Oh, this whole thing? I got an itinerary. (laughs) You guys want to take a look? (laughs) You know, I I just would love to, I'd like love to hate the guy. Like I'd love to, out with the the tango Maureen, I felt, I, it's just so funny. Like that, that song, the tango Maureen, he tangos with the girl who stole his girl. She's she's leading, leading. And he's like, like, try try doing this in heels. (laughs) And it like demasculates him even more. And it's yeah. just hilarious. Yeah, it's I guess you're right. I,
0: I could relate with that character too. You're right. I'm spineless.
1: I, I yeah. do not. Yeah. Also, don't understand why is Joanne the one doing all the stage tech? She's a lawyer. It was the weirdest thing to see like her. Manning, Maureen. Yeah. Maureen just kind
0: of like <laughs> has like her. She's like Maureen's a big idea person. Like she has yes. like her yeah. big idea and then she like sends it out into the world. She's like, okay, you guys, I really need this help. Okay. Like I'm going to be doing this thing. Uh, Joanne, maybe you can like show up a bit early. Oh, who else do oh. I know? Oh, my ex. Oh, I'll call my ex too. Like, Oh, he's good with sound. I'll talk to him or whatever. And and just bring that. And then like, she's late flirting with somebody at a bar or something and that's mm-hmm. why she can't show up or or whatever. But when she shows up, wow. I mean like what a, what a show per, what a, what a show woman. I mean, she can, she can do the show, but it's all about those big ideas. And she just like yeah. Steve jobs. Urgh. Like I need like a moon that comes down out of the stage that lights up. I need screen old CRT TV screens <laughs> of my face over face. the whole stage and everything, which was, it looked kind of similar to the original stage play of, uh, of rent as well that that stage design. Um, but yeah, and she's doing the dancing, talking about the cow, uh, like
2: kind of weird. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's funny because you Mark is your least favorite character, but honestly, like when I really think about each character, Maureen is kind of my least favorite character because sure. she causes so much friction. Yeah. In like how Everything. many songs revolve around the friction that she causes? Totally. You know?
1: Absolutely the conflict necessary. of the movie is a is yeah. really like trying to stop her and her succeeding in having that um, yeah. performance for but, sure. But yeah. One yeah. of the,
0: one of the great songs is take me as I am. And then that mm-hmm. kind of invigorates Joanne to kind of fly her flag of who she is as well, which is like controlling yeah. it, or like kind of neurotic a little totally. bit. A planner, and
2: that a planner, kind of like
0: encourages her to like, you know what? Stop worrying about me and just be yourself and we can love each other and we can be on the, I don't know, like we can just take, Take each other for who who they are, and I I, yeah. I enjoyed the message of that song a lot. Me too. And yeah, and it's, it's catchy too. It's 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 one of the I, catchier ones, and it's a little bit more like uplifting, yeah. positives. There's some there's some stuff that really like oh really makes you sad in this. <laughs>
1: We yeah we, if i could just interject we should go through the beats
0: of this song. absolutely yeah you're, you're so we're, we're, ju-
1: we're jumping around i we should yeah just, yeah let's hit we'll, these beats. we, let's we, talk, we talked uh, about season. joanne
0: um at the very beginning in this movie is the seasons of love uh yes. them just standing on the stage all next to each other and joanne's little like trill uh oh my. over there <gasps> was like yeah she she was cast she was like a huge fan of rent uh already and she already had auditioned for it like numerous times and, and failed so her getting into the movie was like a big deal for her and she was like kind of starstruck yeah. with the other cast um but man can she sing
2: that sing. part and
0: just oh <laughs>
2: that part is very fluid. Like they'll give it to the person that sings it the best and they gave it to her and she freaking killed it. Killed it.
1: Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. She, she then, was
2: actually part of the 2008 cast. I, I like looked her up.
1: Oh, okay. It's oh, cool. Oh, so did the like the redo. Okay. Gotcha. She yeah. ended up getting it. Oh, amazing. Yeah. yeah Cause she, yeah. I mean, yeah. What a, Yeah. She deserves to be a part of that uh, yeah. just in, in its history and its run, whatever, mm-hmm. Um, because, yeah, her voice is absolutely phenomenal. And I yeah, I, I mean, mm-hmm. great.
0: amazing so cold open that. and like in a really smart decision. I, I watched like I threw on the stage play for a second. I didn't finish it. But the beginning starts with the rent song Um in this movie. They're like throwing their their uh, their slips like and burning them up off the mm-hmm. balcony. It's like that song is how it starts. I thought it was yeah. another another smart decision to start with this song like it, it to bring us yeah. in and like an a cappella sort of version you have you know it's like looking at the playbill you look here are the players yeah. and you see everyone's mm-hmm. name attached to the character yeah. and everything it pans over and you get introduced to everybody who's you are going to have to care about throughout this movie um and some people have so- their own little little <laughs> moments and everything you can hear hear their yeah. voices and uh and then it gets into Mark riding on a bike. Uh, yeah. oh my God. In
1: Which happens twice yeah. in, in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah. Where, yeah, just him. Yeah. Has this, the very talky sing songy stuff that I think might yeah. turn people, some people off a little bit. And uh, I, I got a little bit of that grading nature of it where, um, yeah, it's just a lot of like here, you know, kind of singing about what's in front of you a little bit. Um, but it, it at least gets you into the environment of this bohemian lifestyle this artist culture in New York so i do yeah, appreciate with Grant, it. yeah i i i i appreciate them
0: um i was also going to say lot. the uh the production of this music within the movie was produced by the same guy who did American Idiot by uh Green Day i was okay. just going to put that out there because it, i watched Again, this behind the scenes, I didn't finish the whole part about the movie, but uh, I think Christopher Columbus was like, yeah, it's a great album. I, I wanted to have the guy who did that. And so uh, that is kind of colors the the flavor of the production of, of this version of it. I'm not sure how close it is in like the stage play and everything, too. It's very clear that Jonathan Larson wanted a rock uh, musicality. A
2: rock musical, yeah. Absolutely,
0: yeah. yeah. And, and success, great success. But also I'll say now, too... This movie um it came out uh in 2005. It is very much caught in the trappings of of 2005 music and and oh, we're, we're about to yeah. meet uh Mark's roommate which is I know he's from the stage play and I know I know they they found him for, for the I stage know, play and everything. Man. I know I know he's from the original cast um but god damn it this dude is like so 2005 is like so much like
2: yeah nickelback uh-huh.
0: creed yeah. uh you know they just just that Pearl kind jam.
2: of jam
0: yeah you know that that um, kind of yeah and and uh that to me is it's hard for me to get in it's, into certain parts of this movie because of that and i and i try so cause hard cuz i yeah. i really love this movie but I'm, I'm not going to lie. It's It's going to get knocked a few points for me. Because sure. it's a very subjective sort yeah. of way. But like it just, when he starts singing, it just takes me out, dude. Like
1: yeah.
0: Uh, not Franz Ferdinand style, which is sang. a song popular around this time. Um, yeah. Take me out. More <laughs> yeah. of a take me out of here. Yeah, yeah.
2: What are you going to say, Christian? No, but I know exactly what you're talking about. It's like he almost like forces the way he sings to like include it. And it's just like, like, I, I feel like, is this a rock musical because you guys tried to convince him to stop singing this way and he couldn't. So they're like, <laughs> you know what? It's a rock musical. That's what it is. Like, I, I can't, I can't work with him anymore. We signed the contract. Like it's a rock musical. I'm like, we're done. I'm done. <laughs>
0: his his you know? story was interesting. Like I, his interview and in that's in that behind the scenes was just like, they needed someone last minute. They couldn't fill the role. This dude was like his band had just broken up. He is not really familiar with musical theater. He didn't have any headshots. He rolled yeah. up and like, and they loved him. They, they loved his look. They loved his voice. And yeah, uh, the cast took to him as well. He, was, he didn't know downstage from from upstage or, or whatever. Yeah. And they had to kind of guide him along that. And they were very supportive, he, he said as well. Um, but it's just, you know, the funny thing with this is like, I saw School of Rock before this. I'm almost positive and yeah and school of rock classic classic a classic movie
2: Classic.
0: he plays the sellout in that movie of like <laughs> dewey's, dewey's band is it dewey or no who's uh jack black's character in that in that movie yeah. his roommate
2: that's no, the same guy not ned,
0: not Shne- the not ned that's the guy okay, who made that. uh that show white on lotus. hbo that yeah white lotus that's yeah. uh ned Schneebly. um mike white is it no yeah like uh, a something beach, like that it's a something yeah, but uh, this dude was the original band that Jack Black's character was in in School of Rock. And then they kick him out and then they meet yeah. again at the Battle of the Bands at the end of the movie. And then that dude's the the guy who's in Rent band beats them in Battle of the Bands. And it's very clear in the movie that they're like just a sellout and they're just like trying to do like they're not original and they're just trying to like do what everyone else is doing. And he's yeah. using his exact same voices in this movie, and so yeah. it's, just, it's just like that's all I can think about of just like oh he's like that sellout guy in School of Rock that's like just doing that Creed Nickelback voice or or something. But it's I yeah. don't know it's it's my hill to die on I I, I guess and I I don't know it's a no. hard, it's a hard I one don't. that I try to get off of this hill but I just can't do it I don't know i mean i'll die on the hill with you
2: yeah for sure it it didn't matter which song he was singing or if it was a slow song or a fast song He's or
1: yelling it no matter it's what it's the same voice and
2: it's just like, oh. it's like it's like seinfeld is always seinfeld like he can't do any other character and you know everybody loves Raymond is always everybody and this guy you can only play the one character. You can only sing the same way, and that's that. You either deal with it or pick someone else.
0: Yeah, and Which he, is,
2: yeah, you know.
0: he, he's got that voice down. And if you like, if you're into that kind of thing, he's he he nails yeah. it. But I totally know what you mean. There was this part where him and Rosario Dawson are singing back and forth to each other, like you light the candle, me. and then he goes oh, no, me, me me <laughs> me me <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's like you me. And he's me? like, Mimi, because her name's Mimi. <laughs> so he's like, Mimi. <laughs> and
2: like and I just crack I, like,
0: I, I crack up every single time he sings in this movie. I'm just like, Ugh. oh my god, me too.
1: Yeah.
2: I, it's, I think the next song was when he was doing like he was talking about his ex-girlfriend. Yeah. And he was first singing like that. And I'm like, okay, I feel this vibe. But after like three or four songs singing like that, I'm like, okay, this is his only thing. No, totally. You know.
1: Yeah, because one song, one glory is a good song. Yeah, I do, I do for that, I, and it's perfect for him. But you're right. Like when in concerto with everybody else, you're like, he's just. It's like it's like having a Vetter like in your musical <laughs> choir. You're like, come on, man! Like yeah. we, you, this, you're you're the tone's wrong here. This is not what this calls yeah. for. And
2: it's just like,
1: <laughs> it's
0: like I feel Eddie
1: like it was a musical <laughs> Get out of here, already. <laughs> God yeah. damn
2: it! It was Don't like important m- for him to stay in character, but it's like, dude, you can stay in character and just sing like normal. Like, come on!
0: Yeah, that's his thing. He's, I mean, they wanted the rock and roll sort yeah, of, uh, sure. sort of yeah. music, and I, I guess he he fit that. But he he fills a lot of the sound, the sonic quality of this movie. Like he comes in, comes in a lot, and oh, I think man. you're right. Like he cuts through like a hot knife because. <laughs> it yeah. sounds so different from everyone else and say what you will about mark i have like this thing for his voice because like one of my first musicals in high school was a you're a good man charlie brown he played uh charlie brown in that musical and so i would listen to the music the soundtrack to that a lot oh I, interesting i played linus in that uh, oh he was charlie brown okay. yeah and bd wong was uh linus uh, he's, he was great oh my was, god amazing yeah it's it was, he's awesome well, but uh I would always, I would getting ready for that musical. That's my, my first big thing. I was in fresh freshman year and, uh, like, oh, I got, I got Linus. Oh my God. Like I'm a freshman. Like, this is awesome. Like, I don't even know how to sing. So I was like listening to that soundtrack over and over and I have this thing for his voice where it's like, it, I just have like a fond sort of attachment to, uh, yeah, that time in my life. And, uh, and his 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 voice because it's like he adds some stank on it a little bit but oh then, like, yeah you and en- he enunciates everything so well that you he really hear everything that he's saying totally um, it's it, it, but he just adds like extra syllables like i gotta pay rent uh! or it's, it's like an uh at the end of of certain things and uh yeah but uh out of like in like interesting many interesting characters yeah i'd say he's not like on the top top of my list necessarily but i don't like hate him either
1: (laughs) yeah that's actually that's a great point though because for you need somebody in a musical who's like singing what's going on and yeah he does he does that really well like he is able to say you know talk about uh bills that have to get paid uh like just situational Mm -hmm. like explanations and he does it yeah he does it well like a couple,
0: couple senses the word he's the straight man you know yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, totally. And and he's kind of, so, he, he introduces what's, he introduces New York. He introduces like this mm-hmm. community, this, uh, that's all struggling yeah. with rent. Everyone's pissed the fuck off. Um, you know, I think you meet, you meet, uh, Tay Tay Diggs in this, in this moment too. He's ripping off signs for Maureen's show. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's setting everything up while music is happening. Uh, I, I think it's, it translates the feeling of a musical well. Seeing all those like slips of of fire coming down the balcony, I think I thought was a really cool effect. Um yeah. and the and the song, I I think is one of the better ones of the of the whole movie, too, is yeah, and it's the self-titled thing. It it just sets everything up and the and the characters, I think, really well.
1: Yeah. Um, fun a fun fact. Yeah. T, T Diggs and uh Dina Manzel uh ended up getting married and were together for almost 10 years. No way, I didn't know that wow yeah
0: after the movie
1: they have two kids i think you know what's even crazier is so tate Diggs and adina Manzel get together and then they're married for like 10-ish years and then there's a guy in this movie in particular uh he's in the um support group scenes that she ends up marrying after tate Diggs, which i just think is the craziest thing that you meet your husband your first husband and then your second husband was in that movie too and then it's yeah it's like um they ended up getting married and i think they're still married uh but in 2017 the it's this guy so i, I just I, i'm not going to totally skip ahead but there's the um the scene where they're at the support group and there is yeah. the guy who I really like who kind of looks like a jason moraz uh, not jason moraz looks like um Oh, fuck! um, uh, oh God, I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but he he looks like this guy, and um her now husband is like the way that it's shot is he's in front of him because Mm -hmm. we're sitting in a group and this guy's talking and then there's a guy there and he has like really no lines he sings some of the songs but it's mainly as backup and then that now they're married and i just think that's the craziest thing that it's like were they uh, all in the same scene together i don't think t diggs was ever oh no he was because i don't think he was all he was also at Angel's funeral, this guy. I can't remember this yeah. guy's name because he's not, uh, you know, nothing against him, but he's not as big as T. Diggs. Um, yeah. Not T. Yeah. Diggs. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. T. Diggs. What a guy. Yeah. Yeah. Great yeah. smile. Um, but yeah, Adina Manziel, too, is um, such a staple now of, uh, yeah, I don't know. I would guess like, yeah, I would go so far to say like musical royalty. Um, Yeah. And and what what I read about the production of this is that a lot of this stuff she sings was live as opposed to other people where you like ADR it in. Right. Mm -hmm. You shoot the scene. Everybody's like mouthing the singing or whatever. Yeah. Mouthing the scene. And but for her, she was singing it live and I and it just seems like because she is so incredibly talented and her voice is so good that it's like, oh, yeah, we'll just, we'll just shoot this live. It, it, it works, you know, and what have you. But um yeah, I don't know. I like when I first saw this, obviously, Adina Menzel didn't stand out to me. But now I know who she is. I mean, you already brought up Wicked. She was in Wicked. Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
0: her voice is so recognizable from from that soundtrack oh, in particular. Mm hmm.
1: Um and yeah like I I totally get where you guys are coming from with Maureen but I think you guys could also agree is that I mean her singing is top tier it's like some of the best yeah it's so-
0: <laughs> her her voice was made was born she was born to do this
2: theater. she's yeah. doing yeah.
0: it her 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 mouth can open up so wide and just so proge- wide. and just project dude it, it, it projects and then yeah. like hitting that those notes for those uh her own monologue thing which is reminiscent i think also of jonathan larson sort of stuff like the one man yeah one woman monologue sort of thing and that Squatless, she's even looking straight. Oh my up man, mouth, she's Like sucking. totally open and just like man you know, it's just like sucking on a teeth. Yeah. I, oh man. She is so talented. <laughs> she just drips ta- she's dripping in talent, man. A lot yeah. of these a lot of these people are, but it's 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 very clear with with her uh that she just has the whole package. But then um most of all, I yeah, yeah, I think it's her voice that I recognize just from that that wicked yeah. soundtrack. And then I also think of the of John Travolta fucking up her name. Um is just the funniest yeah. thing.
1: Oh, I haven't seen that. Uh, oh, that he's like, well, if
0: he like forgets his name, her name. No, it was like for the Oscars and he's like introducing her and he like, I, he, he couldn't read the cue card or he didn't, he forgot her name. And he's like uh, delaying and delaying and delaying. And so he's just like, please introduce, let me introduce the, uh, the wonderful, uh, most magnificent, uh, wonderful uh, Adele Dazeem. And he says like Adele Dazeem or something like that. And it's like completely wrong. Um, like Dina Manzel, and it's a, a Dina Manzel, <laughs> and he just, he What's completely up? flubbed it like on like the, I think it was an Oscar Oscar uh, yeah. or something oh, gotcha. like that. Does she play, so- is she in uh, uncut gems? Is she the wife yeah. of, mm-hmm. she is so good in that movie. Dude, she's oh, the she's best. So, oh my God. I love she her. She is so needed in that she's movie because voice she's of fucking reason in that movie. <laughs> yeah. like, there's a lot yeah. of that shit, crazy things going on. And then there's this moment where Adam Sandler has to like confront her about it. His, uh, his ex-wife. And he comes up with this idea of like, Oh, we should get back together after doing this crazy things. And she just shuts him down. Oh, so well. And I could see why like just her as an actress could be so like, I don't know, manipulative and, uh, and, and flirtatious and and everything. She sells it, sells it really well. Um,
2: well that's, so you said that she sings all of her songs like on the spot. Wow.
1: A a lot of the what's in the movie was a live recording is what I uh, understood
2: it to be. So that's the one thing like I didn't really realize it until I started doing it in like high school. And you honestly get kind of addicted to it is that doing live shows is such like an adrenaline junkie thing to do. And like spending all this preparation and time and performing it live is such like a rush. Like Absolutely. it's a drug. Like, Absolutely. It's so, and that's why she did that. And that's probably why like a lot of these people didn't get or don't want to get involved in like the movie industry. Cause it's completely different. There's a lot of politics. It's yeah. a lot of like step-by-step and redoing scenes and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that people don't do that when they practice, but like when you're like, when you practice something for three months or six months, and then you perform it live and it goes perfectly and people applaud, it's an energy that's just like unmatched. And that's why like, I don't blame her for doing it live, but also like, she did it for eight years or like six or eight years. So it was probably like easy for her. But the fact that she did that is like, I have so much respect for that and you can kind of see it in like the energy of the show and like the energy of like the songs that she sings. Yeah. So
1: I mean, it fits her character really well. All Definitely. of those are de- yeah. descri- a great description. Of she plays a performer in the
0: show. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And it, yeah. it comes off really well. Yeah. I mean, it, not liking her is just because of how selfish and self-centered she comes off as, but I yeah. mean, that's the character. I don't, you know, it, yeah. you can that's who she is. That's there's who a lot of art,
0: artistic types that are, that are like that. You mentioned Jonathan Larson. Yeah. You didn't, he was notoriously yeah. hard to work with. He was a hard to work with person. Cause he was so in his yeah. head and so much wanted to do just what he wanted to do. It's like, I think he, the same time you related with with mark and some of the things that mark was going through he's like very much a maureen as well and hard to Mm -hmm. work with and 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 would rather just do things his, his own way um but man yeah yeah it's like it's been a while since i've been on stage christian it's like you're totally right like getting that immediate satisfaction of like applause right when you do something is like yeah uh is is something that is 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 addictive in its own way that's to, uh, of uh of performing and everything and to to see an artist like not accept any substitute for that is like is very admirable mm-hmm. um in, in its own way as as the same way as like someone who can recognize like his friend of in that tick tick boom movie was like you know what i wasn't very i wasn't as good as you like and this is it's not my path it's like, yeah super admirable about that as well it's like you know, I, it doesn't change who I am. I'm still, I'm still a town person. I can do all these, all, all these things and sing and dance, whatever, and all the, all that stuff, but it's just, uh, dude, you, you gotta, you gotta pay rent, man. And, and, and uh, yeah. and you can't be, every, not everyone can be, uh, Jonathan Larson and, and he is the enigma in the, in the system, um, a, a little bit. Uh, but yeah, dude. I see, and seeing all this like uh, super creative artsy stuff. Yeah, it just bring brings me back to like doing community college, like interpretive dance sort of production shows and and stuff like that. Especially that marine show and and all that. It's like even then, man. You you make you meet the the people if you're doing that together. It's like going to boot camp or something. I I don't know. You're going to rehearsal yeah. every day. And I I did a interpretive dance thing to Tennessee Williams poetry and community college and oh interesting it was like uh it was a it was a fun time man like I, I don't know I met I met some fun people everyone was just so open and willing to do whatever the director asked and we were all just like family and uh and when and when that ends yeah there's like the this emptiness inside of you of like oh man I spent all this time together with these people um working on this project and now it just like dissipates and man it's it's uh it is it is quite the experience and to know that these people did that before and now they're back for the movie. Like there is, there is an energy to it. Um, but if we're going to move, should we move along with the plot a bit? Uh, you know, we, we meet the the roommate they, they are keeping themselves warm by burning, like their rejected scripts and screenplays or or whatever, um, Mm -hmm. plays and, uh, I'm trying to, and then, you know, they're they're throwing all their, uh, eviction notices, whatever it is off the, yeah colin there. meets angel because he gets beat up that's yeah that's, um that's, we, yeah. He, we talked about
1: introducing t diggs um he yeah. proposes to that you know he works for his uh wife's father, the landlord. the landlord essentially and that if they stop marine show then they can live rent free as they do some type of renovation oh, yeah, to yeah. the block or yeah. to the street and um and there's not there isn't really a yes we'll help you or no we won't they just he proposes this to him he leaves then um we yeah we get collins and then we get uh mm. we talked about it already the uh one song we get a little bit of backstory of roger and then uh that leads into uh mimi and roger meeting for the first time in the meet yeah that is that is, the, the light of can't light, my- light
0: my candle song yep mm-hmm. that's, Watch your light, that's a
1: can- great song i really enjoy that's that great song, song. Yeah. And now we talked about it uh, already, uh, about seeing this with fresh eyes and yeah, I think it really colored this, um, song better for me to see that, oh, Mimi is this really conflicted, like addicted person that I just didn't really get the severity or like who that yeah. person could be at 15 when I totally. saw this, like, yeah. you know, you know I, I haven't met anybody that uh, in my life, I'm sure some people might have, but like, I had no idea what it me- meant to like, what are the motivations? How did somebody? How would somebody act if they are addicted to drugs? And like what you know, yeah. kind of what uh, what a relationship would be like um, for that. And in just to backpedal slightly, is the one song uh, by Roger. He lets us know about his past, which he has yeah. because he was in a very rock star lifestyle, rocky relationship with a girl who. And I think got him addicted to it. Um smack, (laughs) even though all of it was like super white powder and looked like cocaine. I'm like, that's not heroin. What are we doing
2: here? (laughs) Uh that's not
1: heroin I've had somebody needs to fire that prop person because that's not (laughs) that's not
2: heroin. (laughs)
0: Um I th- I think, uh, the Mimi character is interesting too. Cause yeah, this is like based on, uh, one of the most interesting an, characters in opera called La Boheme and she's mm-hmm. a key part. Me, the Mimi character is a key part of that. And she's, I think she's diagnosed yeah. with media, like consumption or something like that. And they just decided to modernize her and, and contem- in a contemporary sort of setting. Um, yeah. but that just shows how timeless the story is. Like there's, sure. characters, there's characters in this, in this story that have, have, have existed, will exist and continue to exist throughout time. And I, I just, yeah. it's so fascinating to see a modern musical really tell a timeless story, you know, I, and, and yeah. to, in a very worldly sort of way. Um, yeah, the, yeah. the, back and forth between
1: them is really still timeless like you're saying and is yeah it's it still entertains on screen and to see where he is conflicted by getting into this relationship with her because she has her own baggage and the song is a back and forth between him opening up to somebody like her and her yeah. getting him to open up to just life in general and yeah it off and not be sh- you know not uh re- recede back into what uh, you know i guess into obs- not obscurity yeah. but it was on mine and yeah
2: completely over it, my it,
0: head the first time i saw this oh you? my god all of yeah. this relationship
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah for sure um he, he had those walls up and i i felt like mimi wasn't just like this easily likable person, but Mimi was like a mirror to this life that he just spent the last year escaping. Totally. So yes. it made it like this, like gigantic, like plateau of like, don't do this. And he, it was just like this whole conflict. And it honestly goes on throughout the whole entire movie. Yeah. This like conflict of like, like, do I like her? Do I not like her? Like, is she good for me? Is she not good for me? Yeah. And then she and she's just like this girl that's just like, come on, let's just like light this candle and hang out. <laughs> but like, totally. and
0: then he even he's going not to jump so, so far ahead, but since you touched on it, it's like he goes kind of through that same thing through his little montage at the end of like, where does Santa he Fe? Use? He goes to Santa Fe and all and all the <laughs> stuff, and and, and yeah. then it's like this whole thing of like I, I don't know, like that that was like a very cheesy part because he's singing. This whole thing is cheesy. You got to accept it. It's a musical, but. um he goes through that path, kind of too, of like kind of like they both eject out of their obligations and relationships and life, and they go. She goes, uh, completely devotes herself to heroin and lives in the park and, and is homeless and everything. And oh then he, he and he decides <laughs> to escape and go to Santa Fe and everything. But I think what they both realize in that, in that, and I think that it kind of hit me this time watching it too. Um, was, yeah, like what I said at the beginning of this podcast, he was like all about the people you love and who, and those relationships that you've, you've forged together and everything. And, and they both, uh, come to terms with that and realize it in, in their own way. Um, yeah, but,
1: uh, I mean, that is, I think you're in my mind, you're giving them, uh, the movie and musical too much credit because, roger's story is he goes to santa fe and then he just essentially does the same shit he's doing in new york and then just leaves a oh it's super abrupt. it's super
0: like just oh just figure it out in a song like it's a musical so it's like oh this is all gonna be figured out in a song he's gonna go to santa fe he's gonna come back all within a song
2: all within a it's song done very
0: rapidly yeah
2: oh my and he God, like my yeah. sold his car to buy a guitar to make money on the street like what but, what yeah it was
0: it was very Again, it's like like I I use the word cheesy. I don't want to use that word too much because it is very sincere as well. But it's like he's singing about in his very sort of his name's Roger sort of way. He's just like, "It's America. It's your possessions that make you what you are." <laughs> um, and then by that's how he starts the song, and then by the end he's like, "I sold my car. It's my sold my guitar. It's not who. It doesn't make me who I am. It's about the people that you love and all that stuff." And then he he comes back and and everything. And I I you know what it. it it is it's not it is. I'm going to interject and say
1: it's not good because there should have the musical movie. I mean, been I don't like it. I don't Roger. Yeah, well, I think we're all coming around on Roger being yeah, kind of continue, the, sir. Uh, potentially the poopiest character in this movie. uh no, It's just the but, voice, man. I have it's my
0: own shit, but continue.
1: it's a story. Kind of, his uh, Mimi is interesting, and he he is an accessory to her more interesting story in my mind. Therefore, he's not really a good character because but, but he technically like a- is the main character. He should have went to Santa Fe and started the restaurant that him and Collins were talking about, and then like here's me working for the fucking man and all i really want is my friends all he did was go to santa fe do the same shit he's doing in new york and then just go back to new york what the mm-hmm. fuck did he learn nothing absolutely oh it was
0: nothing. done in a, it was done in a montage it was done in a song it was done in a way that like time would pass because mark is also going through things as well um, of he's that's like where it it motifs the back of like i'm riding my bike i'm upset about it. we're getting ahead of it he's like i'm riding my bike i'm getting upset about this and then it's like they're both like coming out on like the it's, roof. It's, it's the <laughs> it's it's the fallout of angel's funeral and and everyone is kind of splintered at after that um yeah and then they meet on the on the roof after after that i i don't know like i totally understand every all your criticisms are completely valid like especially of that scene. And and there's certain moments in this where it's, I, I think kind of certain points, certain points are kind of given short shrift emotionally mm. uh, because it is done within a song and they're just trying to move time periods up a bit and to finish the, the year long thing. But that's what happens when you're in a, a stage play and you see the light slowly come down and then you see the light slowly come up. People are wearing different outfits. It's a different, it's a different scene there's a different tone going on. You can tell that like it's it's sometime later. I don't know. It's like there's certain translations from stage play to screen. Yeah, just like I, I don't know, like aren't necessarily gonna come across as um effect effectively. Uh, but I think yeah, we should we should go back probably to uh Collins and Angel have have met. Angel is a is a like kind of, it's it was cool to see kind of the stomp sort of thing in a, in effect at this time too. Because uh, today, you know.
2: today for you,
0: stomp was a Tomorrow. was a big deal.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, the stomp was a big deal, and she's got the, um, she's yeah, she's got the drumstick and she's got the um, like the, the paint bucket, walk- yeah. Pain bucket and whatever yeah uh and just she has really great songs that add so much more unique flavor than i think age so much better than like the the mtv grungy rock stuff that's in this that Absolutely. just sounds so, so dated like her songs are fun and like yeah just like touch on so much more than just like like that, you know that kind of shit it never gets and old <laughs> i mean uh, like roger now is so dated i know head. man I
0: know, and
1: he he now has this film like ages like and, and i am probably make this point in my summation but like doesn't that that now is dragging this down because what's going on with him is just it's not enough to give a shit and then his tone is so of that era that it's like, oh, okay, well, no one no one really likes this. Well, some people do. I don't want to be cruel and say like, oh, people don't listen to Pearl Jam. People fucking totally listen to Pearl Jam still. And they put on Uh, a great show. Yeah. uh, Oh my God. They they, try they're They're they toured for a long time. They were immensely popular. And they also did a a lot for music because, yeah, like there needed to be a backlash from because what happens in music is corporations just monetize it to the fucking nth degree and then it loses all of its mm -hmm, soul. And then we have to we have to go like. Well, fuck corporations, just like Jonathan Larson's about and be like, corporations suck. They're sucking the soul out of this. Let's do something different. Let's do something unique. And like, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to put down Pearl Jam. They did a lot for music, but. You either die. What Walker is doing or live long enough to (laughs) become the villain. (laughs) That's Pearl Jam. (laughs) (laughs) no it's i would just say that like roger is not pearl jam he is the guy who listened to pearl jam and then makes music like pearl jam he's that's what he's a photocopy
0: character is yeah
1: He's a photocopy of a photocopy, and a photocopy isn't going to age well. The original is going to be worth a billion dollars in the future, and then the photocopy is going to be turned into an NFT. That Then we'll see how that pans
2: out. But Yeah, dude, you know, NFTs <laughs> could
0: be the nickelback of our time. We have no idea.
2: We have no idea. We have no idea. As someone who got into NFTs, I'm... Thinking they are going to be the Nickelback part time. Well, it's, it's it's so vast. Or the anyway, I don't want to. I don't want to get into NFTs, but it's so vast. Yeah, we don't I have the time. I accidentally got into it. Yeah, I actually got into it, but anyway, no, but I, 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 accidentally.
1: I know. I know about NFTs, and what I will say about <laughs> this is that there is art being created through nfts that makes sense and will be more valuable in the future but there is just like in any art and the thing that is so interesting about nfts to me is the velocity in which this happens because i think over time you go like you know pearl jam comes out and then mtv kind of just like monetizes it then it gets into just a period of like new metal and all of that shit and it just that but that happens over the course of a decade nfts seemingly just got there in a matter of like a a year where it's like there is definitely quality art that is being purchased through NFTs, which is a new medium in which to purchase art but then there is also a lot a lot of, of baloney a yeah. lot of and, and the
0: timing of trends and how long they last whatever however many minutes of fame has just like it's exponentially shrunk like i don't know like mm-hmm. people's attention span is, are just going to move on to the next thing much quicker than than before uh but yeah uh yeah
1: yeah, yeah. Hey, oh, okay, gosh, okay, gosh, okay, gosh, okay gosh. let's get back to the, the best yeah, part hey, of this. Hey, angels,
0: angels, to, angel angel shows angel, up yes. in a uh, in a in a Santa outfit and in a cute yeah. little like uh, Santa outfit with with some heels and, and which she, was shocking to I'm me Mrs. Mrs. as a fifteen year old.
2: Mrs. Claus uh, Mrs. Claus, my my Mrs. yes, Claus
0: of of course.
1: Uh, I would she, say probably maybe one of the first times I saw a man dressed as a woman on screen and it was just like and it's not even a thing it's like yeah oh that's a woman you know you and even though you know it's a man you're like that person is dressing like this because that's who they identify as and that's who i'm going to claim them as because that's how they like oh it should there was even now in 2021 something i noticed that kind of bothered me a little bit is that collins uh once she uh passed away calls angel a hymn when they're in the graveyard together and he says he like he wouldn't want it this way and i i wanted to get your guys's opinion on this of like is i don't know if collins would have done that i think at the i think that seems like a kind of a a fuck up on their part in that because
2: uh, it it depends on it depends on angel so it's, okay. it's funny because i think at the end of the day this movie was woke before woke was a thing mm-hmm. and Angel though enjoyed cross-dressing and that was like a huge part of like the identity of you, the uniqueness of this movie, but you can be a cross-dresser and identified still as a man. So it's really called her though. They all
1: uh, referenced the pronoun her when talking about angel. And then it was so out like now noticeable to me when Colin after she passes away calls her a him where I'm like I don't I don't I now I, yeah just stood out and seemed weird to me because just in certain situations she was in her like masculine form but a majority of the time she's in her in her feminine form.
0: Yeah, and,
1: exactly. even, and everybody around her would call Angel a her. And it just seems like she strongly identified as a her. And so, yeah, I don't, know. it was, this I, I don't world, think the world where, where, where,
2: was ready for the specifics. I don't think the world was ready. Like this was still I, the 90s. Yeah. Maybe,
0: maybe sure. she uses both pronouns. Like uh, we had we're on Twitch right now. Car saying in the chat, maybe uh, while she's dressed up though, maybe she uses both pronouns. He, she uses both, both pronouns. It's anything's possible. It's like, you can, you don't have to just use one pronoun either, you know?
1: No, totally not. But I, I guess I just noticed that people in the movie called her her mm-hmm. and even in like really intimate moments and then when he when colin said it called her a he it was like oh okay i it it also colin is a gay man so like i guess Takara's to point too is like i think or not i think but there definitely is she is she could very well uh, accept or it's fine to acknowledge her as a he in certain situations but yeah I guess now it just it seemed weird in a moment that was so intimate because Colin saying guys what are you doing arguing a friend of ours who like everybody talked about it too the thing that she brought to the table was it doesn't matter what's going on in the world like we're we got each other and was such a huge proponent of the world really can suck a whole lot but it's like the people like loving somebody and ha- surrounding yourself with people that you love is l- her whole thing and shtick and energy and yeah it just i don't know um in that intimate moment it just seemed uh, a little weird but
2: well uh, the world has changed because at the like, it's funny because Angel, like you said, creates this world of like, mm. at the end of the day, we're all people, we're all like, we should just focus on love. Whereas now, like, that isn't enough. Like, now, in today's age, it's like, I am a they, don't mm. mess this up, or I will say something. And it's funny because, like, at work, Oh, interesting. I, okay, yeah. I work at Target, and I have a few team members who are very specific on they. And you have to be very and honest, it's very difficult. And it is and difficult
1: I, because they is a plural, which in the English language is difficult. It's not that I, I f- that's the one that I fuck up on them on just in because the other ones, it's easy. But that's the one I fuck up on because that's like going against grammar <laughs> where it just like it, it's it, my mind. It wasn't wired that way to yeah. use a plural and a singular.
2: Yeah. But in itself, it's like this person hasn't it's almost like they haven't decided yet or they decided that they don't want to decide. And that answer is they and uh-huh. it, it it's funny because I have one specific team member who does this, who considers a day and cares if you mispronounce them. And we I have to be so careful to the point where when we're talking about this person When they're not in the room, I have to correct people because I know how important it is to this person. But it's like that's where we're at, where though it is more difficult, at the end of the day, it's the right thing to do because this is what this person, this is how important it is to this person. And this is how important it is for our society to move forward and accept the fact that you don't decide when someone is born what gender or pronoun they are they do Mm -hmm. because that's the ultimate theme that's the ultimate goal yeah like you politicians you religious people you don't decide i do yeah Mm -hmm. and that's kind of like what this movie is like about especially in la vie bohème which were almost there
0: my favorite song
1: especially yeah. Cole, uh, but Colin's energy too in general is like he is the most accepting person i've ever seen on screen almost like the the his mm-hmm. relationship is so incredibly natural where angel wants to do something for somebody she recognizes as being a good person and he's there isn't a lot of conflict there like, like I, I, i've seen i've seen movies and i'm sure we all have have seen movies where there is a a growth and conflict that happens between those two types of characters where one wants the other one to accept love and they have a hard time accepting it like colin gets on board and it's just like yeah you know what and it, and and it seems so natural and i think so much of it just has to do with both of those People in general are dynamite actors because, yeah, they just breathe and live those characters where it just seems like, oh, yeah, I don't know. We're not seeing every moment. So maybe off screen they would have. But in the moments that we do see, they're giving us exactly what. Get, like fills in those moments unseen of oh yeah like she you know Angel is taking care of him he really respects her for that because he realizes that she doesn't have a lot and then that kind of just facilitates a really like deep love that they grow between each other where it's like here are two people that care about people and it would be like it I'm ready for it and I accept mm-hmm.
0: that yeah um, and, and 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 she comes across immediately so caring and, and he is immediately so accepting to that. And I I just, I love that, that moment where, uh, her energy just, uh, comes across when he's coughing and just got beat up in the alleyway. Uh, she comes to his aid and it's just not even a question because I think, yeah, it's, it's just her character and who, who she is, as a caretaker comes across and it's not very subtle in her being named angel. (laughs) I understand. Uh, but that's, yeah, that's literally what she is. She is. And, uh, for Tom Collins, it just, I love his name. It just is one of, it's a great drink as well, but, um, his sort of, I don't know, like his, his sort of character of just, I need help. This person is extremely loving and caring to me in this moment of need. And the, then the no question of it. Yeah. I I think maybe, um, as a person who was going to a Christian high school in 2005 and seeing that moment of love and acceptance, uh, in, in a time of need, uh, without any question, it's like, I was preordained with certain ideas of, of, people and, and things that I'm not proud of, of, of this day. But in that moment, I was, I was watching and you met, brought up earlier, Brandon, as well. It's like, yeah, this is not only my first time maybe of, yeah. Like my seeing, seeing a person in drag in a movie. Um, but to have that, Mrs. that Doubtfire moment of acceptance of, been the of first like, one, which one Mrs. Doubtfire, which was <laughs> by the way, directed by the same person, <laughs> the same person who directed this well, movie I directed Mrs. Doubtfire, by the way. Know, yeah. Um, but. I, I, I just think, you know, I just like Jonathan Larson, him himself, uh, that is who he was, was, was someone who loved so immensely everyone in close proximity to him. It seemed like, but also was very convicted in his ideas. And that represents a lot of these, a lot of these people, but, uh, yeah, that the, their, their relationship was something that like, was it really like the heart of the movie? Uh, Tom Collins yeah, and, and easy. Was, It was concrete.
2: Yeah. It was like mm-hmm. the only one that was like no questions. It, it mattered it a lot.
0: Yeah, it had a lot of weight to it, and mm-hmm. the, and the the, na- I, and it was very natural. Like it, how it how it started was very natural. That's something I would say
1: when it comes to how to uh, like. Instill change in people now thinking and having this discussion, which is why I love having these conversations and love doing this, is that now it makes me think that one thing that is so inspiring to and facilitates change is it took a person just showing people in love, no matter what their color, race, creed, sexuality is, and you just show love. And then you don't you don't have to make a to do about it. You just show here are two people loving each other and that like will reign true. And I think that speaks so much to that relationship and maybe why I bring it up now of how seemingly on board and makes sense. That relationship was that makes it so incredibly powerful because, yeah, as a person who hadn't seen really like same sex relationships or or a man dressing in drag other than Mrs. Doubtfire. uh, (laughs) To just I think it really cut to the core of me where you don't. You don't make it's not a to do. It's just this is how l- love can be, no matter what. And I, that's something so now seeing tick tick boom, where Jonathan Larson was just surrounded by people who were into the same shit that he was. And uh, I mean, uh, call it what you will, but a lot of people in his world of musical theater were gay, and he was surrounded by people his best like friend. That. You know,
0: yeah. his and best, his best friend, friend was diagnosed uh, HIV positive. Like, what what a fucking experience to go through and um for not yeah not only his friend that, but but him as well who's you know just giving his his all to this and 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 that's what rent transformed into was his way right. of giving back um mm-hmm. to these people that yeah just have been so disenfranchised and and uh went through this whole epidemic where they, they died with no one cares. with losing their dignity, no. and 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 will Ronald, I lose Ronald, my dignity? Will Ronald anybody Reagan, care? Ronald Reagan and the man couldn't give a fucking shit about it, dude. And 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 it's just like there is so much shit that is pre- we haven't even touched on this, but there's so much shit that is prevalent to our modern times today of uh, this movie. Yeah. This movie is Absolutely. called Rent. We we just had a whole fucking year of people like this whole fucking Not crisis of people yeah. that don't want to fucking pay rent. And they can't. They fucking can't pay rent. And there, it's it's a fucking crisis, dude. And 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 this this conflict isn't going away. It's going to get worse, if anything, at, at at the rate that it that it's at right now. And this story is so prevalent. And I, I think it, it just
1: <laughs> I love uh, it for
0: you. You say what yeah. you know about the movie and how the movie production is is made and everything. All right. But The story yeah. itself, I I will argue, is timeless, you know. It is timeless, absolutely. I mean, and also, too, Ren's so,
2: not going away, it's not going away. No. I mean, this was also point.
1: based on, uh, on a French revolutionary, right? Uh, musical, not necessarily made in the French revolutionary, uh, but was about it. And that, um, and that is so timeless, the story of just how much value art and acceptance of different people has in the world and how much energy, great energy that puts out and how that will always be timeless because there will always be people who their passion in life isn't to make money, it's to provide art. And we, as a society, have a hard time taking care of those people, people who just want to live a life that – is fulfilling in not a sense of money, but in a sense of um in passion and in love. And we just don't really take care of those people. And at the time.
2: Still, like still, at the time, still they're not. Time. I mean, like, look at Jonathan Larson. He won like, I think it was like three or four Tony Awards post humorous, like after he mm. passed away. But yeah. how many artists, how many amazing artists that everybody talks about? won amazing awards after they died whose art went into the millions upon tens of millions of dollars in value after they passed away.
0: Yeah, sure. Oh my God. That is absolutely a factor. But, but also, I mean, you know, Brandon, I think your point too was just that the, the value of art and how much it enriches our lives and society in general. And, and you can't ascribe value to that. So, so it's, to see a person like Jonathan Larson exist and go through his life so passionately about what he wants and, and just being, uh, that has priceless value. His, you know, a person's life is priceless obviously, but like him himself and what he offered the world and, and what he was a proponent for, uh, I think proves that art can change your mind. Art can affect the world. Art, art can, can, truly have a have have massive effects on things and even someone like bob dylan or someone who's written so many songs and says like "Ah, oh, well like a song can't change things a song can't change something politically even he wrote wrote so many political songs or whatever it's just like you know it's this i'm coming from a person who was in a christian high school in 2005 like a sophomore in christian high school and and seeing this movie this was like an awakening for me and in, in, in its own way it was an awakening cool. for a lot of lot of people i i think and Um, I think that is, that is such a a credit that we have to vocally give its proper due because, uh, yeah, it's like, I, I could imagine, you know, there were people that were lining up outside the block for the stage play and everything. And it it just meant so much to them. They just like send letter after letter to Jonathan, Jonathan Larson and his family. And, uh, um, to see yourself represented on screen, to see yourself represented on stage. That's, that's a massive, massive thing. I, 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 don't know, like the, to just think about, about that. I, I know we're, we're uh, going all over the place here, but I think this is a perfect place to at least get into some La Vibohem if, if we can. Yes. Um, okay. and, and if it's I true. could just say we, we have a past, there was a past guest uh, of like never say never again. And Indiana Jones, uh, kingdom oh, of crystal God. skull, our good friend, Danny, um, when I watched this movie, I could not get it out of my mind of what he told me. He had a, a deep criticism of musicals in general, but also just, uh, rent. Danny Birch. Yeah. Uh, yes. He was saying that, you know, all of his, this musical, it's just all about listing things <laughs> is what he said. And I don't like that. And, so, and then I was like, and I watched this movie from seasons of love to this movie to a bunch of others. I was like, Oh my God, you're absolutely right. <laughs>
2: yeah you're absolutely right they especially just, like, love evil they list a lot of things <laughs> a lot of stuff <laughs> a
1: lot of things are listed yeah.
2: I, yeah. I mean from today for you to love Vivo we've talked about all the songs in between i think we could jump over to love Evo M.
0: oh absolutely. yeah easy yeah if, oh, you, if to, you guys yeah, care about go. santa fe the santa fe song like, no i you know, don't that's fine. Tangle <laughs> yeah.
2: maureen I'm a fan. That's a solid. Yeah. I like that one. That one's solid because the the whole,
0: the whole pookie thing, like she calls her pookie, like at the end of the phone call, I think that's really funny. He's like, Oh, see the pookie (laughs) thing starting. You got that (laughs) pookie thing starting.
2: Yeah. I told you so. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs)
0: That was good. Uh, but La Vie Bohem. I think it's like such an energetic, like sort of, uh, positive sort of thesis of the movie. There's like other songs that are just like, this is what the movie is about. Like the dark, or like not dark, but just real, real themes of, of the movie and what's going on in, uh, in life right now in, in 1996. Uh, but La Vie Boheme is like the aspirational side of that, of like, this is how we want to live, but the man's not letting us do it. And they're sitting down the table right over there and fuck them. We're going to moon them and we're going to make fun of them and everything too.
1: Yeah. Tattoos the fake that she had on her butt oh really oh no no oh. yeah, this, is why, this oh, wow. is why you're here. this is why
0: you're here great brandy <laughs> weird right what?
1: tattoos yeah like why why the why this and it was like stars that start uh, like uh, on her side and then like go like a uh, two of them are kind of on her butt and it was like why why did you need to fake those <laughs> i didn't
0: get that well, now you're, you're making me think of a new movie that recently came out. Don't look up. And Meryl Streep uh, is nude at the end and she has a, a tramp stamp at the uh, at the end of that movie. And I thought that was like an effectively uh, an effective way. A character <laughs> decision of her in that movie because she's the president in that movie. And uh, I don't it's, know. Real like, as well. it's not her real uh, body as well. But I thought that like yeah. if we're talking about uh, if you're going to fake a tattoo. <laughs> that
1: made sense though because she was that made sense (laughs) oh my god yeah because like she was like a a cigarette smoking like former like stripper almost it seemed like Mm -hmm. i don't know there was this like it just made me think
0: of like uh abdominable uh tattoos that did make sense
1: (laughs) oh for sure yeah i just i didn't i didn't get a sense like uh that moraine would be into just stars (laughs) it just it didn't seem very artistic Uh. it just seemed maybe you know, like a drunken
0: knight uh, or something like that i don't know yeah. but just
1: stars like yeah, uh, yeah It just it, it, i don't know it, it was a weird yeah it was a weird tattoo choice because i think there are so many other tattoos you could have done i guess would just be my clear point to make here is mm-hmm. that yeah just but three stars coming from the side of your body into your onto your butt um was just a, a, a weird thing but yeah we got some uh, Dina menzel but that was her real butt nonetheless tattoos are fake but real butt. <laughs>
0: Do we know this? Do we know this for sure? Oh, yeah. Okay.
2: Okay. Um, Mm -hmm. It wasn't a nice, but, but I enjoyed seeing it. I don't know if that makes sense.
1: Oh, it makes total sense because I feel the exact same way. Yeah, because it's 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 always sexy when a body part is attached to something you're really into. Like, yeah, like a person can have a, a, you know, a a flat ass. But like when you're really into what's going on about them, it's like it's just the fact that it's an ass, you know, attached to this this person you're really into. Also within
0: the, the context of the scene and everything, too. Yeah. Again, it was like a big like fuck you sort of like.
2: Oh I'm, yeah, I'm, totally. I'm not showing my ass in of- like
0: a sexual way. I'm like showing in like "fuck you" sort of way, and I kind of I, I like that that part of it too. Of like, you
1: know what? And then the reaction from the old white men where they're like, "Oh my well, god!" Never, ooh, oh ooh, my ooh, god! They <laughs> They <They're perfect>. <laughs> <laughs> Um,
0: there's yeah, I. It's listing, and then it goes back to La Vie Boheme, and then it just goes to more listing, and then everyone kind of has a moment, and they're sitting at a big long table. And Jonathan Larson had this thing called, uh, oh damn it, was it Peasant Peasant Dinner? Peasant Dinner, yeah. Where he um, had all his friends come over, they sat at a big long table, they would eat a big potluck dinner, everyone brings stuff, and they would I sit and they would drink and drink and they would and they would smoke and get high, and they would uh, share their artistic things that they've been. Uh, trying to work on and people would read uh read stuff or just yeah kind of share stuff or whatever and then we wouldn't have a good time. So this just like it's it's a yeah it's a true tapestry of his life and 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 all the sure. all the things he he went through. But this, I don't know, I the
1: love their order. It's, a, it's
0: it's a it's a movie, it's a it's a theatrical thing about theatrical people. Like I, I think that's something that's that's fun yeah. in the same way that like my favorite musical is sing singing in the Rain. And that's about, you know, silent movies going into talkies. And yeah. I like, and I like movies kind of a, about movies sometimes. And, and, and that sort of like totally. meta commentary is, is, is pretty cool. And yeah, i like to have something about artists is, uh, fun. Um, and, and this, yeah. So they, and they kind of like shit on the Tay Diggs and the, and the two dudes that are the villains, Not
1: know, yeah. Would never ever go to a place like that.
0: They're asking them, they're like, "Why Why are you here?
1: Why are you here? Why are you here? don't put those tables together <laughs> and immediately they're like I'm here, I'm here. <laughs> yeah and then i love that waiter where he comes out the waiter like, yeah he he's like a, he it's crazy. like a, everything's vegan and then it's like and i just the my favorite part too is it's like and 16 order of fries or something like that mm. oh i'm like yes that's this, exactly how that would go down. Angel's got
0: a hundo yeah yeah and uh oh. they got the ba- yeah they just put all the tables together but like that wine and, and then, beer and uh, <laughs> there was this scene in to go back to Tick, Tick, Boom. I think one of my favorite songs in that movie was the Sunday brunch scene. Um, But it was really like giving me like flashbacks of working in, in restaurant. when they were understaffed. Yeah. Okay. And that Sunday brunch Tick, Tick, Boom scene, dude, like I was like, oh, my God, this is stressing me out so much. And then like when they put all the tables together, the host in me was like, oh, don't do that. Don't do that. Oh, my God. Don't do that
1: glad you brought that up right now because that what tick tick boom does there is so much better visually storytelling wise than what happens in uh la vie because yeah because yeah tick 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 boom then gets it like very like um surreal or i don't know that's probably not the right word but sure like like, uh, magical realism realism, yeah yeah. it like breaks apart the um the diner and like allows them to go out into the like into the street from the diner to kind of proclaim like i'm so frustrated by all of these things but i also love the people that i work for and the strife is really shaping me as a person and it just like uh, so much of it is visual storytelling and this a shame on christopher columbus because so much of that stuff is boring as hell in this movie like that. I I know we haven't talked about it yet and I'm going to, I'm going to bring it up now. Like the visual storytelling by Christopher Columbus of this is like somebody who doesn't even like this. Like they're just doing it as a job. (laughs) It, It drove me nuts, especially what really drove me nuts is that in the song there will be cuts to other things which drives it was driving me nuts after seeing Tick Tick Boom, where if you're shooting a musical, you should be camera is on like following who's singing, and it's like okay. it's almost yeah, it's mm-hmm. like it's almost like a it seems like a like shot at once, like a kind of like a stage production. Yeah, there's blocking you know,
0: to it, it, and it's uh, the blocking is exciting. It's not the editing right. isn't the exciting part. It's like the the present nature. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I totally get what, get what you mean
1: but they, but in the song they're just like cutting to some reactions of stuff and it's just like so then somebody that isn't singing isn't being shown on screen and it's just not good it's it, it, it very boring vanilla and it makes me hard to follow not, uh, yeah uh, it, it it's not that it's hard to follow it doesn't follow well what is what should be followed mm-hmm. i guess it's the, for me um, well it's
0: dependent upon the words that they're singing and there's something about when you do see tick tick boom there is such a care to the blocking like into the dancing into expressing yourself with your body language that i, I think was done more sort of haphazardly i think in some moments of this there's this moment before uh um rosario dawson kind of goes back into withdrawals and, and whatnot but they have like kind of a moment together on the street that I was like, man, this should be way more charged, like either sexually or just romantically or uh, whatever it is. It just, yeah, it was falling really flat. They were like, OK, see you, Angel and Tom Collins. I'll, I'll catch you later. And then they had like a song together. Um, and I, I don't know. There there was, there was just like a couple moments where like it, it fell flat. And I think it just came down to like, yeah, just hold each other and stare in each other's face and sing at each other. And that should be fine. Um, but Lin-Manuel Miranda, it seems like he... I don't know that tick tick moon movie, man, there's such a respect and care given to his love Jonathan Larson <laughs> as a person and 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 not even like he already knows rent. So it's not even yeah. uh, something that he has to talk about because it just he can infuse it with the ideas of rent and not be like over the top, like, hey, you you know that you're going to come up with this great musical after this it might not be superbia but it might be this great big thing it, it doesn't even matter you can just do this great ode to the person and uh and it works and 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 yeah man that it's that, that yeah. movie is, is something I So reading about Tick,
1: Tick, Boom and uh, Lin Man, uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda's uh, history to with it, it was so perfect to see the Tick, Tick, Boom turn out like near perfect in my mind, because now understanding I didn't really know too much of uh, Lin-Manuel's story, um, but he was a person under the age of 30 who wrote In the Heights that was a Tony Award winning Uh, play and then he wrote Hamilton uh, after that which really got him successful like Sondheim right like exactly, Sonheim, yeah. and like what Jonathan Larson is that's what he wants to do and so much of tick tick boom like the I i could get into details another thing that we, I thought was really interesting is, is that Hamilton is really about Hamilton knowing that he's going to like meet a conflict and die essentially like he's going to die on this hill for what he believes in and that's so much of what tick tick boom is is like I am like time is taking away I need to do these things now and there's so much energy that Lin-Man uh manuel miranda has about his plays where it's like these are people that just like we gotta get there we gotta like change has to happen now Mm -hmm. and that kind of energy is incredibly magnetic um and that's why he's as successful as he is but it's just it's jonathan larson is such a great like parallel to uh lin-manuel miranda and i'm so glad that Linton, manuel Miranda got to direct it and then be so successful at the things that are important about what, what drove Jonathan Larson, that it was just absolutely wonderful and so emotionally evocative what was happening and so much more fun. I think as we start winding down on the discussion about Rent, I would just say is like, and kind of to segue because we're talking about tick tick boom is like tick tick boom is so much better than this and it gives you a lot of the same energy and it was interesting to see this first and then watch rent even though i obviously had seen it before but like to watch it like tick tick boom then rent because i was having a hard time not going like i saw this but better in tick tick boom
2: Mm -hmm. and
1: then coloring my now new opinion about rent because rent could have been, and I'm sure given Jonathan Larson writing rent would have been as successful if it was in the hands of somebody other than Christopher Columbus and in a hands more similar to Lynn manuel Miranda, because I don't like Christopher Columbus doing this. It really, It was great to read things about this, uh, about the production of this, because Christopher Columbus allowed a lot of the, uh, you know, actors or people involved in the original musical and then the new actors and just the overall production where he was very like uh, encouraging of people just and also putting the takes that ultimately uh, ended up in the movie, like just a level of freedom and a level of fun that was being had. Hmm. So I do like that energy but visually and the overall final product the way that I get it it's it almost seems like somebody who either doesn't fully understand the source material or doesn't really care too much about the source material sure he may care now again now knowing how the production went like about the actors and i'm sure he's a pleasant guy to work with but visually and uh, just overall ultimately for me it's like it just didn't feel like christopher columbus either fully got it or fully cared about some of the real core concepts of this that it just made it so black and white to me that tick tick boom does so much it does what ren is doing but does it like a thousand times better
0: Dude, you put it in <laughs> exactly how I feel, right? Exactly how I feel what what you just said, <laughs> and and I was gonna uh-huh. save it for my review at some point, but like, yeah, like tick tick boom executes the promise of yeah. of what Rent wanted, and is a better movie. It, it's just. It's it, it, a better- it's a, better, it's a movie. better movie and I it's watched and I I watched it before my rewatch of, of rent me too and yeah. I already realized it before I re- rewatched rent I was just like this is a better movie <laughs> um, and it is an ode to the ideas of Jonathan Larson in a way that is by uh osmosis uh oh, that, sure that's, that's not direct not dir- it's an indirect representation of rent in, in a way that makes me fascinated with the person who who came up with this and, oh, and and it's it's enticing it's like a tease into the mind of of who that is that came came up with uh this this thing that was a vessel a phenomenon. To, phenomenon exactly it was in mm. it and it, it, it binded generations dude it, it, and and to No, that's exactly what he wanted to. This isn't what this isn't like, oh, like he died and we found this script in like his trunk or something. It's like, no, he told everyone around him, I'm going to bridge the gap. I'm going to I'm going to make a musical for the MTV generation. And that's exactly what he did. It's 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 absolutely amazing. Um, Yeah. yeah. And then also, uh, I mean,
1: I can't say uh, I can't say nothing negative and I can only speak and I want to just shout on rooftops how good Tick Tick Boom is. But like to that point, James, and I completely agree. And we even get to see that in Tick Tick Boom where they like um, uh, Vanessa Hudgens, uh, the male uh, like was barely in the movie. Who's barely in the movie, which is, you know, so crazy because, you know, you, so you, which I love because then it just means that Vanessa Hudgens. sings like, a good amount, I feel like she get, gets it, though. She's like, I don't need to like I don't need to be the star of this. I don't need to be. I don't know. There, it, it was just it's such it a beautiful. To
0: be well, one of the best scenes in the movie is the fight that he has with his actual uh, girlfriend that girlfriend. he's about to have yeah. a breakup with. And it goes back and forth between that and the like song that he came up. The song about about it, about it, and Vanessa Hudgens. It's going back and forth between Vanessa Hudgens and um, his actual girlfriend, who sings the part as well. I thought that was really well done. Total smoke show too, and uh, (laughs) a way to also bridge the gap between. I don't know. It made it. In a way, strangely more poignant and emotional scene done by a person who seems like within a relationship, you would have to be like, hey, Jonathan, this isn't a fucking joke, dude. Like we have to like talk about a relationship. We can't make a song about it. Like we have to talk like we have to collaborate on this. Like it's not all about you as much as like he seems like an amazing person and, and all that and genius. But it's like an artist is an artist. Like it's all about his ideas, I think, at a certain point. And. I th- that was something that like was from Lin Manuel Miranda, Miranda like commentating mm-hmm. on the person that was him, and what a treat that was, man! That was such a oh treat my to, god to find it's out about a- this person, but also through the voice of Lin Manuel Miranda, dude, it's, it's a great experience. I'd recommend it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, we we can wrap this up. Is is there any uh, are there any other songs that you guys like care about? I know there was that montage between Mark. Uh, I mean, there's the whole funeral for, for angel that that's like a fucking, you know, I could be avoiding talking about that cause it's just going to bring, bring out, uh, the oh, water no, wars, yeah. man. Cause like, that's, that's a whole thing. Uh, there's like the, the conversation, uh, between, son, um, between, um, I forget the organization it was an actual organiz- organization mm-hmm. the people going through AIDS and HIV, uh, the, you know, the, the group, the, the support group for them all, I think was mm-hmm. a huge part of, uh, what Jonathan Larson wanted to in, instill it as in, in the musical and what became the movie as well as that form of uh, community and and supporting um, everyone around you. And there's just so many facets of this that he took it upon himself to, uh, yeah, make it like a you want to champion a way to give back to the people that he's lost. It's, it's, it's amazing. Um, but is there any other songs that you you guys want to go through, uh, like favorite songs at least, or something? I already said mine, yeah. like La, La Vibo Ham. Is it Tango, uh, Christian? What do you think? What do you have a favorite?
2: Uh, I, it's a, a split between the two. The Tango Maureen is one of my favorite songs because I, I just like the concept of like the conflict between this guy, like ending up in a situation with his ex girlfriend's new girlfriend. I just feel like oh, that yeah. conflict is.
0: It's a fun song. It's so
2: unique in itself and it's super fun in itself. So that's probably my favorite song, but I really enjoyed um, the song between with Roger and Mark, what you own. Cause I felt like one, it was a rock musical song and two, it was such like a good, like ending to like the first part of the story and kind of bringing everyone back. Cause like, We kind of joked about it earlier in the night where he like goes to Santa Fe and blah blah blah. We did Sells his car and then buys a guitar and then the what you song making making dollars (laughs) on the street. But that song in itself is an amazing song and it ends with them on the rooftop. But
0: Uh, yeah, I really like that moment this time around too.
2: Yeah, it's it's like about you. It's just about like you owning up to yourself, you just like coming around to the Like, living in America, yeah, living
1: in America.
0: What's the next? (laughs)
2: Don't know what, like, I know,
0: I know, uh, uh, Anthony Rapp put some stank on that next line because, yeah, Mm -hmm. don't know what you he like does that more, he goes kind of flat, he's like, like, yeah, something like that. Man, I was yeah. singing it earlier because he like Touchy. repeats it over and like I was I was like watching it and singing at the same time because I put on subtitles and it makes it easier to sing along with musicals. If you guys ever care to try that. Oh, I
1: should have done that. The thing yeah.
0: that uh, the so Pull my favorite my
1: car, uh, my favorite song, because it this was such a natural reaction <laughs> and I loved it so much out of myself. Where I was like, wow, man, what? how much power does this have where this just happened right now is that um for no day but today the second the first because it's it got a couple iterations of it and all of them are amazing but like uh no day but today like when they started singing it i knew the lyrics to it mm-hmm. and i just like got right into it and i'm like there's only us there's like oh like there's only this one
2: of the best musical songs of all time yeah, yeah. yeah. like and- who can not relate to that
0: and they bring it all right. together at, at the end, like in a in a they crescendo sort of way. Like in the, all the lines are harmonizing with each other, and everyone's singing like a different part of like what they sang at the beginning. Like that, I I, I love that part of a musical. And uh, when they, you know, they start with the overture, and you give you a little taste of all the songs that you're about uh-huh. to hear. And then you hear all yeah. those songs, and then like by the end, they're like throwing all these harmonies of like, "Hey, remember this song that happened? To yeah. Me? Hey, yeah, remember this one, five hundred twenty-five. Oh, like no day, but, and then it's all like coming together, and like it, it's.
1: It, Will it, 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 I lose my dignity? Oh, oh my God. Will no the, one can yeah.
2: care? Oh oh. That was. Yeah. Tomorrow. oh man
1: dude and then i that's mean a, that's another song that's not still, no, no, that's oh, still, yeah. still, yeah but he it's like but the, to, it, it made me think what that why i thought of that is because then there's uh i think it's called no regrets or like regrets or, I, I can't remember the exact title but there's that and then in the group then it's um no day but today and then there's just this crescendo where they're building on top of each other where people at the uh at the meeting are like singing different parts and they'll just stand up and they'll just start singing it and i was like this is so good this is like this is the kind of shit you want out of musicals where everybody's just like so Filled with love and passion for music and song, and they just like are standing up. I know it's corny and like
0: too uh, corny. I, uh, it's it's like up is, but also like what goes hand in hand with corny and cheesy is sincerity. And you have yes. to, and you have to just like accept that, like when you're going to have that sincere, cheery moment that really like feels fills my heart with like warmth and and, and love and everything. You're going to have that dramatic moment that kind of feels like a soap opera. And kind of feels like, God, I need to like tap up on, on, on my drugs. And then like smack yeah, on that smack. And then like, uh, what's his face comes in and just Rogers like walks into the apartment and then looks at her and just like shakes it his head and is like, (laughs) no, I don't like that. And then walks away. There's like, you're going to have like a little bit of both, but it's like, you got to kind of have to like interpretively like express those moments. And, and it's, uh, Jonathan Larson seemed like that person that like, yeah, that was like, kind of like, a. I don't know, Mr. Rogers or, or, uh, Bob Ross sort of, sort of thing. He, he actually wrote for Sesame street, like was one of uh-huh. his credits as well. And he was really good with kids and you know, he like kids songs and everything like that. There's just like, I love that simplistic sort of nature of just like, it doesn't have to be so fucking complicated, dude. Just like, right, uh, like there's only so many moments you have to live. You might as well fucking love every, everything that you can, unless, and someone proves you otherwise, I don't know. Just like, it doesn't, Ugh. have to. Be, it doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be so complicated. And, uh, I, I don't know his, his acceptance of, of, of people of, uh, of what to make his art about. Like, I, I thought that was such a cool thing in, in New York at that time. And they even talked about CBGB in one of the songs and like a tick, tick, boom, and all that stuff mm-hmm. it just like it seemed it seemed like such an interesting interesting time and uh it was expressed in in two different ways that we were able to view these these same kind of these same kind of stories so um we'll we'll move on to two final thoughts uh i'm glad we were able to like kind of parallel these two things and even the oh, man that song you just started singing brandon man that one it's so hard like the scene about dignity at the um I've,
2: I've watched it like four that times parallel too. like four days.
0: <laughs> what's that?
2: honestly, I've watched it like four times, like the ending scene, like the finale. I've watched it like four times in the past like like past week, honestly, and it it's weird because it's like anyone can relate to it. it doesn't matter yeah. who you are. It doesn't Absolutely. matter what you've gone through. And, like, that's kind of the point. He, like, is trying to bring up this whole issue of, like, hey, like, there's an epidemic of, like, AIDS going on. And, like, you guys need to care about it. And it this is serious. But then he brings it all together of, like, regardless of, like, what you're going through of, like, this epidemic or pandemic or whatever, whatever demic is going on, like. There is no day to, but today. Like, you should live your life with love. In love. Like, yeah. And, like, measure Because
1: that's can how you're to that. measured, too. Measure that's your life measured. in love. Like, don't when measure your of life. Coffee no or Not or diapers uh, was like, that was Got one it. that we joked about james when we saw it for the first time it's like yeah the, that kind of weird listing i think even at a young age we just realized how silly and stupid it is yeah. to just have like a list of stuff and it's like yeah you know
0: and then you yeah you could riff off that for forever like yeah you know how many how many times you you vacuumed how many how many times you <laughs> opened and closed the fridge? Uh, how many laundry? How many,
2: yeah, how many <laughs> how many pennies you you counted, or how many times you've walked in and out of your front door? Wait, how many, many times how many pennies sub, are you wait, your how many toe. pennies are you
1: counting, Christian?
2: What? Wait. hey, 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 hey I, I'm am uh, I'm, I'm in the eight digits. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's uh that's uh me me and uh myself problem. <laughs> I, I is excluded. <laughs> I is excluded. But yeah, regardless, going over to like final thoughts. I think. Yeah, that, yeah. Please
0: kick uh, us no, off. No, yeah, uh, kick us off. Uh, uh, we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll so do just, reviews after final thoughts this time.
2: Yeah. No, uh, final and
1: thoughts then, is. And like, then after your final thoughts, just a uh, just a preface. Um, so uh, please give your final summation, how you feel about this, and then um if you will rate this out of hundred percent, like on Rotten Tomatoes.
2: OK, good. Uh, after watching Tick, Tick, Boom, and the, though that might make my opinion somewhat biased, looking at the movie and looking at what it is, whereas I'm going to look at it as not just a movie in relation to other movies, but a movie that is also a r- adaptation of a musical. Um, overall, on a scale of one to ten, I would rate this movie No, and- out of 100 percent. Out of 100%, I would rate this movie an 85%. And I understand why critics rate it negatively, but I disagree strongly with critics because at the end of the day, the point of this musical and the point of the overall of what Jonathan Larson was trying to express is like, there is an issue going on with corporate America, with life, with living rent by rent. And we should be not measured by the amount of money that you pay towards rent or whatnot, but we should be measured on the experiences we have, the love that we have, the the experiences. Whether it's my girlfriend left me for a woman, or like I am a transgendered person who's cross dressing, having a good time with some random guy, like we should. Enjoy life for what it is. We should enjoy the loving moments that we have with friends and or family. And like, fuck you trying to collect my money for rent. But like, enjoy me for who I am as a person. Enjoy me for the experiences that I have. Take me, baby. (laughs) What I am. Accept me for who I am and and what I am and this is who I am and take it or leave it. And that's kind of like the whole point of the movie. And I like it because it's very focused on like, I don't care if you judge me. And if you judge me, however you judge me, I don't care. I'm going to live the way that I live and I love everyone around me. And you can't be mad at that. So let's move on.
0: Absolutely, dude. I, oh, yeah. I mean, if I can just even piggyback off that, like it, it's, it's a movie that's, uh, If
1: you want to get into your summation. How about you do that? I, you yeah. know, I,
0: I think we'll just do this and we'll, we'll do some uh, final reviews after, after, uh, we'll do our final thoughts. Um, I, 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 I got to piggyback off of, off of that because like, I think that's my, I completely agree with everything that, uh, Brandon said earlier about, um, you know, the, the qualms that you have with Christopher Columbus directing this movie Um, but it is bigger than that. And to have this as a movie and to have people represented in this way, uh, is just so much bigger than that. And I will give it an 88%, um, for that and, and more obviously, but I, I love the songs. I, I, uh, it was a movie that came at a time that was like a kind of a transformative time for myself as well. And it was like very much an awakening just to see this. And so I can only imagine someone um, going through, not just the Mark sort of storyline in their mind. Like to me, yeah. Like I'd relate with Christian as well. It's like, I probably probably relate more with like Mark or, uh, or, or what's his roommate again? Uh, Sorry. Roger. Roger. Um, You know, but it it opened my eyes to just different perspectives of, of of life as a sophomore in high school, uh, going to a Christian high school and, you know, like a, Kind of conservative part of California, and um this was uh a movie I really enjoyed i re- enjoyed revisiting, but on top of that, having the guided knowledge of tick tick boom to go with it, I watched it before it with uh my rewatch of this one and of uh this rewatch of rent and it colored my uh perspective in such a such a way that like I I knew nothing about Jonathan Larson going into this and now like I'm truly inspired by this person's life and what he's done and how he chose to live his life. And I, uh, am grateful not only for the fact that this movie was made, the stage play was made. He was able to enact his vision, even posthumously. Uh, but I, I, w- ascribed to a lot of the themes that he is promoting in this movie and the reasons that he chose to make it. And, uh, I, I can only, uh, hope to try to have a vision of something of mine be turned into something that people love and admire and, uh, aff- and is a life affirming thing for someone else. Like it's just so beyond, uh, a movie at, at that point. Um, so I, I really have to give it, uh, an 88%. And, um, I had a had a great time rewatching it. I love Tick, Tick, Boom, and I would give Tick, Tick, Boom, uh, even a higher score, like, yeah, 95 around there or something like that. I, I, Tick, Tick, Boom is an even better movie. It's like what you said, uh, Brandon, it's like, that was what I wanted and, and more, uh, of, and also like shed light on a person that lived an entire life within 35 years and accomplished more after those 35 years in a way than, you know, he he accomplished everything. It's like that same thing that his sister said. It's like it took 15 years to become an overnight success. And he was already gone by the time that happened. Um, And to see a movie like this, that portrays people like Angel and even what uh, Rosario Dawson, Mimi goes through with her withdrawals. It's like, he knew so many people that that went through uh, an early death, and for him to go through it too, um, life is imitating art. Art is imitating life. I, I don't know what's going on, and, and this is like a a great uh, expression of art and and uh, of our contemporary times within an old fashioned highbrow sort of way. It's it's representing some more working people's uh disenfranchised people's ideas and ideals um in a very sort of honest true respectful way and i and i you gotta give it credit man you gotta you don't see shit like this every day honestly even if it's someone like chris columbus that's making it it's just like this this movie is uh is special i think it's a special movie uh that that exists and uh i will i will hand the torch over to you brandon
2: Mm mm-hmm
0: uh you are uh, you are muted my friend
1: uh, sorry um when it comes to the point of encouraging people to see this movie i feel so incredibly strongly about that as well um my summation about this movie is is that this what is what the the musical is and what the messaging of this is, is so incredibly important. And I want people to understand that they should live their life and measure their life in love. And that idea is so incredibly powerful and worth. Like I, so if if people that need, like it's something it's like, I don't know. It's, it's like air almost like you should just understand that love is what matters the most in your life. Mm Mm-hmm. But the so really, what I'm getting at with the, the you know why James your review instill is really so much of how I feel as well is that I want people to see it from the message of this and the power that that message has. But this movie is not a good movie and is not a good representation of that. And I I am going to give this movie a relatively high score just because I don't want to leave this discussion and I want to have it in my mind that what is here matters and what is here is worth telling people to go see and I want to score that reflects that. But I just wish so much and it makes me somewhat re- like mad because now knowing that a tick tick boom exists and that there is a way to say this was so much visually better with so, just meaning so much more. Um. It's just hard. Like, it, it, it really, when, when it comes to a movie and what this does to the actual material, I wanted to give this lower. But then I really just came to grips and feel so good about just saying that this movie is going to be an 80 percent for me because I want to tell people that, oh, I, you know, I, I this is 80 percent is how I feel about it. And then that would s- signal to somebody, oh, man, then it's worth checking out because I don't this movie isn't really good. I would much rather uh, encourage people to see tick tick boom and i will but what in the message, the, what the message means to me is so important and so all and like relevant and i just love it so much and so for that i have to i'm not going to give it a lower score because of you know christopher columbus of it all and the movie aspect of it all because it's worth seeing because the music for the most part is awesome and what it's saying is awesome and the people that are in it are great is it to the movie no it's on it's more to the play it's more to the musical i mean and so uh i'm uh yeah i just i i love what this movie's uh, what the musical stands for i don't totally love how the music uh, how the movie uh, like conveys that message but I feel so strongly about what's, what's being said. So I'll give it an 80%.
0: Yeah. And, 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 people feel very strongly about this movie, which is why we're talking about it. It's a very polarizing movie. So we'll, we'll, we'll get into some of that as well. And, and even to be, uh, getting into that sort of line of thinking, it's like, it's. It like, kind of goes back to my review as well. It's like kind of a miracle that this movie got made. Cause even hearing about the process of it, there were scripts that were made that like, producers were like, no, this is, this is not okay. Like we need to like tone certain things down or tone certain things up a bit. And 2005 was more of a time and place for this movie to be coming out. And so I, I, I just think that what we talked about with homosexual relationships, the AIDS epidemic and uh you know, a song about, yeah, like a person who's strung out on heroin and everything like these, these tones and these themes reign true within the, some of these, uh, these audience. They matter a lot. Audience reviews, critics reviews. Um, but just to be, remind ourselves, it's a 46% critics, 86% or sorry, 83% audience. Um, I'll go ahead and start with some of the critics reviews. Uh, let's see here. Um, we'll start with uh, Associated Press. David Gert oh, David Germain. That's my go-to news outlet. It is a four-word review, at least on uh, Rotten Tomatoes. High hopes, flat results.
1: Yep. Nailed it, David. Right, David? It was was the same? Yeah.
0: David uh, Germain. God. Fair. Yeah. Fair. Fair. Fair Fair as all hell. Very fair review. Uh, David Edelstein's Slate. It's real. And on screen, it's really cringeworthy. Not quite Phantom of the Opera cringeworthy. Yeah, but not as much fun to blow raspberries at either.
1: Is Finn of the Opera? I mean, I'll, I'll pretty, blow some raspberries. Pretty cringe. At. Uh,
0: I haven't seen it.
2: Oh, no shit. Whoa. Uh, Honestly, I'm a huge Emmy Rossum fan. I bet you are. Huge (laughs) Emmy Rossum I bet you are, you dirty dog. Who is it? Who is it? (laughs) Who is not? I love her TV show. I forget what it's called. I know. I'm forgetting. it 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 should
1: just be known that Christian Rubino likes white chicks with witchy eyes.
2: Uh I'm about to marry one <laughs> yeah. We're both invited to the wedding. Congratulations. Yeah.
0: Congratulations. Yeah. Um, I, mean, I mean, I'm a Vesper fan of uh Casino Royale. So like I'll 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 be the first to say I I love I love the same same thing. Uh what is what is the show? What is Eva it's uh Eva, oh uh Eva Green. Eva Eva Green in Casino Royale I totally get it. She's very yeah. much an Emma Rossum type.
2: Yeah. Extremely witchy. Very witchy. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah.
1: What is what is her name too? uh it just I the reason I d- describe her as witchy is because I got that from uh New Girl. They describe uh I think her name's Alexandria De, De Reiter, what what is her last name um De she was dario a, uh, dario mm-hmm. um
0: i uh, got a what crush are, on her yeah. sorry i got yeah. a crush i got a crush
1: uh,
2: i think winston he, he's like you got these witchy <laughs> eyes or whatever carousera carousel earmuffs earmuffs car- no she <laughs> knows
0: she knows she knows she knows i got a crush yeah she, yeah she's um yeah, it it is what it is. She, okay, she was, but I uh,
1: saw. So, yeah, aside from the Emmy Rossum of it all, like, so how do you feel about that musical? Because I really like Angel of the Night. I think that's a really. I, I think I'm saying that right. The title of that song. Um, I really enjoy that song. Oh, you're on mute. Maybe.
0: I haven't seen this musical, so you must be speaking to Christian. Uh, oh, sorry. Yeah, I was speaking to. Um,
2: yeah, yeah, I was on mute for a second, but I know yeah. what song you're talking about, and. I actually really like that song as well. And you're kind of bringing up a lot of stuff where to the point, whereas I, I like a lot of those songs in like specific musicals and I don't know what it is about them, but the fact that they bring up like this high level of like emotion and like fantasy. Song,
1: yeah. Oh my God. It, I think it just uh, fundamentally, it's just a really good song. And I, I guess, yeah, like if we were to, I know that w- now we should really get back into the reviews, but yeah, there's something about the falling in love song that is always going to be enticing. I think yeah. is what we're getting at. Mm-hmm. Cause that's what the angel of the night is, is like, uh, sh- sh- she's singing to the angel of the night who's the phantom of the opera who is who is her you know ends up being the loving relationship that is that musical but yeah like uh, it's something about the gravity of that that is just yeah uh, it's so powerful and moving and
0: i love it dude what more do you have to sing about than love that's what that like that's that's the main like reason you would like <laughs> i have to sing about what i love or, like or unless about how like you're sad about like your love is unrequited or something like that like or like oh well, i love this person they don't love me back i gotta sing like i i don't know like i that just that seems like the through line of many musicals and like the uh the heart of heart, yeah. Of it. The, the heart the, of it all. Like star lovers,
2: yeah. lovers.
1: It's it's just like in Moulin Rouge, the song in the elephant is my favorite song. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh fuck! It's also. It's not a Billy Joel song. It might be a Elton John song too. Like it's a cover because that's like a jukebox musical, the um Moulin Rouge, where uh, Nicole Kidman is in the elephant, and then. It's all John. That's what Cara says.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We can be lovers. Oh my God, that's my favorite oh, song of that. Oh,
0: is it your song? Your time. Yes, you it, 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 it like it, like
1: it like gets into it though.
0: Yeah, it's like, mean, remember, yeah. And then like oh. the moon starts singing with them because it mentions the moon in the lyrics of the song, and then like the moon starts starts uh, singing with it. It, uh, it, it. It's an awesome part because they go on the balcony mm-hmm. and the moon's like, oh, la, 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 I'm also, <laughs> I've been singing with you, and then uh, yeah. <laughs> It's, it's great. And you can
1: tell everybody. Everybody, this is, is your song. song. Hell yeah. oh.
0: um, so we'll go on to uh, Karina Chicano, uh, Los Angeles Times. Rent is commodified faux bohemia on a platter, yeah. eliciting the same kind of numbing soul sadness as children's beauty pageants. Oof, tiny dogs okay. on inexpensive boots. Mahatma Gandhi and Apple ads.
1: See that's that is totally fine that somebody feels that way because also to, I kind of I I mean, I already said my summation, but like I'm overlooking a lot of the flaws. I guess I'm restating again, but like overlooking a lot of the flaws of the visual storytelling of this, because I think it's poor. Like, I would love to give this a ninety nine percent to sit in the pantheon of polarized movies and movies in my mind of like the Mm -hmm. messaging is amazing. And I love everything about what it's trying to say. But this movie yeah. Like, uh, even the street scenes seem like a set and they don't seem really that grimy. It just seems
2: disorganized. Like, it's all
1: like, yeah. Calculated commercial. It, it, it seems mess. Like
0: really leaning on the laurels of the, of the Broadway musical and just, it's already lined out for us. We, we can hire, we can have a hired gun come in and kind of just yeah, right. take care of what's already laid. The groundwork is already laid for us. Um, in the behind the scenes, Christopher Columbus said he'd live like 17 years in, in New York and he had like a, a shitty apartment, and stuff like that. Like I, I What's get, the the, I get the fervor for this musical, but I also totally understand, um, where you guys are coming from too with, with, uh, the production quality of it all. Especially mm. when you have Tick, Tick, Boom sitting right next, uh, beside it, uh, you know, kind of showing you what it could be. Um, yeah, but uh, Mike Clark from USA Today, stage original Tay Diggs playing an erstwhile friend turned to Victor actually made a stronger stre- screen impression in Malibu's Most Wanted.
2: That was a smack in the face. That's
1: a huge smack in the face. But I, oh man, just That's wanted just to like, see if
0: anyone wa- had anything to say about uh Malibu's, Malibu's Most, Most Wanted. Malibu. Yeah,
2: I mean, I mean, I very much enjoyed that movie with James Kennedy. It was. I enjoyed it for what it was. James Kennedy. Jamie. Sorry. James Kennedy. I'm James on a James Kennedy. kick right now. I'm a, I'm on a James. I mean, you got a James right here. I get hey, it. I mean, uh, I, get yeah. it. I get it. <laughs> I'm, I'm guy like a story just of, my of my life. James. Of all time, if I could say so myself.
0: Story of my hey, thank you very much. Uh, we will move on to audience reviews. Uh, this one says from Briz Briznana, five stars, enlightening. One of my favorite movies. This is proof positive for me that things can happen around you and you can have no idea what's going on unless you are personally affected. I had no clue what the HIV AIDS struggle was in its original discovery. I've always believed that with a solid friend base, life can be more pleasant. Hold dear to the ones you love and who you and who love you. Hell yeah. Amen. Um. There's some life, approach, which is why the audience
1: score is. is, is so high. Is and so I think, we, I, yeah. And we, I think we're all in agreement with the audience on this episode of Polarize the Pot where the message of, and the heart of it, because that's like it, it, me and James have, uh, like uh, I am I guess I'm speaking for you, but uh, I'm going to go ahead and do It's like, uh, I, we love bad movies that have a lot of heart. It's so much mm-hmm. better to watch a bad movie with heart than it is to watch a bad movie because of like a committee if you Mm -hmm. will um like a a, you know a corporate hack job kind of shit where it's like we're just making a movie because we gotta make a movie it's like i i'm so down for somebody who is like blindly passionate about something to the point of fulfilling on their own personal agreement of making the art that they sought out to make even though it more often than not, isn't what they wanted, but they're they they lead their life in love, guys. That's what fucking matters. <laughs> is they lead their life in love, and that's so much more interesting than your
0: life in. Yeah. Love.
2: Uh, <laughs> <sighs> <sighs> Dude,
0: it 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 it, it is life affirming. Like I I don't know, like that idea. It is a jeopardy question, but at the same time, it is a philosophical sort of way to think about things. It's like I don't know. Like time it brings ke- you back time, to Earth. It just keeps on ticking, man. Yeah. You have no control over this shit, dude. Like this shit is gonna continue on with or without you, whether you like it or not. Like the time is gonna keep on ticking. And and it, like you have no control
2: over that. Music- it, that's one thing this musical did was it brought you back to the fact, despite what your opinion is about homosexuality, uh, transgender, cross-dressing, it doesn't matter what your opinion is, it brought you back to the fact that life is not forever, mm-hmm. and that you have to understand that like everyone has a timeline. Some people's timelines are longer, some pe- people's are shorter. But you have to understand, like, it doesn't matter how long your timeline is, like, you have to like enjoy it for what it is, and then the musical reminds you, like, why not focus it on love? And it just brings it all together. Yeah, like just together.
0: Absolutely, uh, dude. You you put it you put it so well. I hesitate to just end it there. Should we just end it there? I only did I, one audience I, review, but like, I'm that, start crying. I that was know. such a beautiful, yeah. beautiful way to put it. I'll I'll do like two two more. Like I, that was okay. that was beautiful beautiful words, Christian. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll, 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 say one from Nat five stars wanted to revisit to see how I would feel today. And boy, oh boy, let me tell you is how it's titled. Uh, you know, when you like something when you're younger and then you're, um, much oh older and re- you revisit it and you realize you don't like it as much because you've changed so much and that no longer speaks to you. Well, wow. That didn't happen here.
1: Yeah, Nat!
0: I was not expecting
1: that. Let's fucking go, Nat!
0: It did not happen here. Nat the boom. man. Tick tick boom, baby. I first saw Rent on Broadway almost two decades ago. Then the movie as soon as it came out. And yep, still compelling to me. Ugh. Dehydrated from crying so much. Beautiful work. On the same page. I think, I think that's on, a total Chad. We're, we're on the, We're on the same, <laughs> same page about, about all this. I'm, I'm going to do one more and, and, uh, and we'll wrap it up uh, from Vincent Ramirez and titled an emotional story of survival and love apart. I love this movie adapting from the Broadway musical of late Jonathan Larson. The songs were memorable. The cast was great. And the dramatic scenes between two key characters were very inspirational. It was one of the most important films to date, both strong message about survival and love each other. Yeah. I, it's amazing. I don't know, like that that sense of survival that he kind of instills in that in that review is something that uh, that yeah. kind of hits me as well. Which, like, dude, what else? whether other choice do you have but to to love each other? I I, I don't know. It's it's, right. you know, it's either love or fear, right? Like those are your diametrically opposed sort of feelings. So. But like, and and maybe this is a privileged sort of way of of expressing it to an extent is is you know you don't oh you don't need money you can just do your art or anything like that but like to anyone who can afford to pursue their dreams and to know that this person fucking waited tables like lived a life that wasn't healthy to him and died at an early age to pursue his dreams like i'm sure that was absolutely like contributed to His his early death was how much he contributed to his dream. Like it seemed like it was life or death for him to even create this. And he like he fucking did it and he's not around to experience it. And I feel like it's on us to receive his message, push it forward. And uh, I don't know. Send the live a life of love, baby.
2: So (sighs) I'm going to take a little bit away from this movie, but I'm going to give it all back like immediately. Do it. So, I have a coworker, great coworker of mine, um he is has been HIV positive. But I'm going to be honest with you, with the medicine today, with the technology today, he is HIV positive, but the medicine is so good today that he can literally have sex with someone who is not HIV positive and not transmit it. That is how good the medicine is today. You can be HIV positive and not transmit it at all because of how good the medicine is. And you can live a normal long life. So we're at like 99% of the point of basically eliminating HIV and AIDS in this epidemic. but. That taking away in itself, like a huge portion of the movie, I want to give it back, which is, and my coworker, he actually pushes this is that passion and love, like that has nothing to do with this, like, epidemic, with this virus, with this whatever. And that,
0: Mm -hmm. yeah,
2: he has so much passion for what he does, he has so much passion for like style and like retail and giving back and that nothing has ever taken taken that away from him ever since from the beginning of when he first got this virus to the point of where the virus like doesn't, basically doesn't exist. And nothing has ever taken away from that. And like going back to like kind of the whole point of this movie, whereas you can live your life like free, it doesn't matter what is pulling you down, whether it's corporate America or a virus or whatnot, you can live your life free and willing, and you can live your life with love. And that is an ever existing concept. That is something that will never change. And it's just crazy how much different things were in the nineties versus now where This one problem, which was like a huge thing that everyone talked about, which was a huge thing in 2005 when this movie came out, which isn't a huge thing anymore. But then this pandemic comes around where there's this virus called the coronavirus that is taking lives left and right. But at the end of the day, this constant of what Jonathan Larson was talking about, this constant of like living the life in love, like still exists and it's still a thing. And that cannot be changed. That cannot be taken away. And yeah. that is still is. And I just want to leave it at that. And it's just weird. Cause like the, my coworker, he is actually in the hospital right now, but he's about to be out of the hospital, but he goes through these rounds and, it's weird because like I love the guy and it's I have this like relationship with him. Like he's like this like character from Rent where like I love the guy and he's great and he's really great and he's going through this thing but he cares so much about like life and like doing his thing and and it's it's just weird. It's just all ever changing. Like this is a constant, this is never gonna change. This is something that is forever, it's gonna last forever, and it's yeah, crazy man. stuff.
0: You're always going to have to be and you should be concerned with your neighbor, concerned with yourself. But um, there's these things that are above all of us that affect all of us, too, that we have to come to terms with and we all have to kind of agree on at a certain point that we have no sort of personal whatever our personal attachment is, you kind of have to like let, let go and accept what the reality of the situation is. And I think there are certain things that are a wake up call to certain people. And to be honest, this was like kind of a a wake up call to me of like, uh, this is, this is what reality is. Yeah. You're, you're a sophomore in high school and and this is, and this is, uh, what, what reality is, but to, for you, Christian, to be able to bridge that gap between, um, these in these infectious things that, uh, affect communities and make us look at each other differently. Uh, it's so hard to come to terms with how you feel about your neighbor, how you feel about yourself, how you, how you choose to go out into the world and and carry, carry on with yourself. Um, knowing that there's attachments to how you choose to live and, uh, but also we need to look out for each other and we need to be safe. And, uh, this movie was made and and represents a time where there was like a lack of information about something that was super affecting Mm -hmm. a lot of people. And we are at a moment in our lives where there is something, uh, rap, just like affecting all of us in, in, uh, varietal sort of way in a in a a multi like forming sort of way it's doing it's it just keeps growing and doing different things and we have to be adaptable to to how we live our lives and catering to it um and we have to look at each other a different way which is just so sad uh in a in a moment when we don't understand what's fully happening and it just it's it's such a bummer man like uh and to know that like this was a moment when like People wanted to care for each other, but they didn't even know if, we'd like, they could touch each other or something like that. Yeah, and, and like what what they understood of about what was going on and how they looked at people differently. It's like, oh, well, like you have AIDS, like you must be promiscuous, you must be like engaging in in homosexuality, and you must be like using needles or something like that is like this stigma that goes on and these people are fucking dying dude these people are fucking dying and they're going to groups to like get over and they they don't have dignity anymore anymore and they're dying and they're in this moment they need their community and they need their friends most they don't have it and then that's what's so amazing about this person Jonathan Larson is like he, he finds a way to not only bridge that gap but bridge the gap between yeah like musical and like MTV generation but it's like yeah. we those those gap that gap's not bridge and sometimes what's actually happening isn't being represented and to see that representation is 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 truly something to behold even if yeah like uh it, it's, it's tumbling it's, in, it's, in it's a, eye-opening absolutely yeah um man yeah
2: you expect it I expressed it so well you expressed i'm sorry I've, I've been drinking i've and had you, a like, you, you started you
0: started
1: me on God. this train I've i'm been, in i'm in tears right now i just I, I love
2: it you I, you just brought it all together it was such a huge thing it you you like, got
0: me you got me started like this is uh i've been like i watched tick tick boom i watch rant i've been watching like the making of while i've been cleaning my house today and it's like the movie isn't even a movie anymore to me. It's like, right. it just kind of just like is a message of love from this person who lived their life, live their whole life, just trying to get it out there. So I'm just trying to receive it. I'm just trying to embrace it. Uh, and what it means is embracing you guys as well. So on this, on this note, we're going to announce our next movie. Um, but now that I'm thinking of it, we're going to wrap up our discussion to this. And on that note, I have a little bit, I might have to pour myself a little bit more, but I want to do one more cheers uh, to to you guys because this has been such an excellent discussion of rent, very um, much enjoyed it, and the the measuring your life and love and yeah, are we are on like the five hundred something th- thousandth something minute of this year, twenty twenty one crazy fucking year. So to you gentlemen, want to give you a cheers to twenty twenty one love to wrap it up with you guys in this podcast talking about this movie means a lot Thank you
2: for inviting me i had it such a great time
0: dude we'll we'll have you back anytime you. cheers
2: I, w- I would love it i would love it
0: i love i love this and i love you guys love you guys oh all right all right that's a wrap on rent congrats we fucking did it uh I will move us right along into the announcement of our next film, which will be Michael Bay. A Michael Bay movie, Michael Bay's own Armageddon. We're moving completely
2: <laughs> yeah. in a different direction. Can, can we have some Michael Sims with us? I, I would love to have some. Oh, Michael you Jones.
0: know what? Now that you mentioned Michael, you know what, Christian, you got it. We'll, we'll throw Michael <laughs> Sims in there just because you asked so nicely. Uh, we will have our returning guest from tomorrow We're joining us for a discussion of Armageddon. We haven't even asked him yet. We haven't even asked him yet. We are making, we're, a, we're great, gonna... we are making a great <laughs> assumption.
2: <laughs> we're making a great. He he is a gentleman and a scholar. If he doesn't do it, I would be surprised.
1: Okay, you heard that, Mike Christian is telling everybody on the pod. If you don't do it, you are not a gentleman and a scholar.
2: <laughs> Mike is a gentleman and a scholar. His brothers are gentlemen and scholar. His dad is the pinnacle oh, of j- gentlemen and a scholar. Mike is gonna do the next show. You,
0: I know Christian, you gotta go and go ahead and tell him to Armageddon it on, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Ew. Ew. Um, and if he doesn't, but- <laughs> then you know what, Christian, you're gonna be our mic replacement. I swear to God. Uh We have a 38% rating. We have a 73% audience rating. This is a polarizing movie. Super, super officially. Um, I'll read the synopsis uh, right now. When an asteroid threatens to collide with Earth, NASA honcho Dan Truman, he's a NASA honcho, Billy Bob Thornton, determines the only way to stop is to drill into its surface and detonate a nuclear bomb. This leads him to renowned driller Harry Stamper, Bruce Willis, who's agreed who agrees to helm the dangerous space mission, provided he can bring along his own hotshot crew. Among them is the cocksure A.J. Ben Affleck, who yeah. Harry thinks isn't good enough for his daughter until the mission proves otherwise. That is the summation of of the movie, according to Rotten Tomatoes. Um, this is a true romantic movie as well between Ben Affleck and Liv Tyler. Uh And, uh, it's going to be very different from rent. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Christian. Oh my God, dude. I cannot thank you enough for joining us. This has been one of the most, honestly, like for, for the track record of our, of our podcast, the most thoughtful and (sighs) incisive, I think, uh, exploratory view into, um, not only the movie, but the thoughts and ideas of, of it surrounding it. Not to give us too much credit, but still I've had a great time. We've uh we've enjoyed ourselves at the end of this uh, year of 2021. Um I also want to c- congratulate you on yes. being newly engaged. You're about to get married. We haven't even, we buried the lead. Congratulations. Uh I cannot cannot wait for that. Um is there anything else you want to talk about with your life? Uh, anything else you'd like to share before we wrap up? Uh
2: well, first anything you of all- want to promote? yeah first of all yeah. I anything you at guys. target yeah, <laughs> yeah. what's, first what's of all funny? i miss you guys i'm yeah. happy that you guys invited me to do this i think this is amazing i would love to do it again i hope that you guys do invite me to another it's, one of these bad boys you know it um what kind, of am,
1: movie, what kind of movie would you like to
0: be invited back for the notebook um, he said the notebook
2: I would love a romantic comedy or another okay. musical, but if you do any other movie, I'm sure I would be completely down. I'd we'll do get you on a romantic research.
1: comedy for sure. Okay. Yeah, I'll do
2: The Notebook. I, I I, have a lot of opinions about it. good and bad. Good and bad. So I have a lot of opinions.
0: You're polarized yourself within okay. yourself.
2: Yes. But, regardless, I'm very happy to have done this it, it was great hanging out with you guys it, it It's like old times pre pandemic yes, and I'm happy about it. um, I look forward to seeing you guys at my bachelor party. you know you you know Michael it. sims, a uh, gentleman in a scholar I see you all <laughs> as well and yeah, it was great talking about this. I honestly felt like we went deeper than I was expecting and it always happens and uh, you know i absolutely loved it and i i'm excited for the next time
0: oh yeah man i will say it always happens in this show like i'm like i'm not sure how long we're going to talk about this and then sure enough we just fucking launch into it it. uh (laughs) brandon Brandon, is there anything else you want to talk about before i uh do final like uh how people can reach us and all that all that good stuff
1: no no i just already expressed it i'm so grateful for uh, both of you guys um happy new years again the christian you're more than welcome back on here we'll get you on a romantic comedy sounds fun
0: oh i'm so excited that's gonna be fun
2: so So excited a little bit
1: more lighthearted than this but i love the love fest that this episode ended up being um that's all i got
0: Hell yeah, dude. All I've got is love in this holiday season. And I, and I'm expressing it to you guys right here in this moment. We don't have many moments left in this 2021. So love you guys. Love anyone who's listening to this. Um, If you want to reach us polarized pod on Twitch, we're streaming at the very moment. You're listening to this. If you were here right now, you could talk to us uh, Mm -hmm. if you so choose in the chat. Um, Polarized uh the pod on gmail.com if you want to leave a line request uh idea uh let's know how we're doing yeah if you want to ask you how know? we're doing we'll we'll ask you right or back how i we're swear doing too. <laughs> i swear if you ask like hey how's it going hey, how's it I going will give yeah. you a true answer and i will tell you i will ask you right back hey how are you doing um yeah. and and this has been my running theme of the of the podcast is I'm looking for someone who wants to uh take it over and I will give it away. I swear to god i'll I'll give the podcast away if if someone if someone really really wants it bad, i will You're do dare. I will do a lottery and I will just fucking give it away. I'll be like, hey, guess what this next week we're giving it away to a next lucky winner uh no i'm we'll see what happens um but uh <laughs> We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. I don't know. That's my shtick lately. Is I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna like have a lottery for the podcast. I think is James
1: funny. see what happens, Let's I think it's
0: the funniest <laughs> idea. Just like I'm just gonna fucking give it away. Um but uh give it away,
1: give it away now. Uh,
0: anyway, <laughs> sorry. You wanna get me started in red hot chili peppers? I'll go through. Oh, that's our next podcast. But anyways. It. Okay. Um oh yeah, and then also uh we have a Twitter polarized uh pod at Twitter. Uh that is all. A final cheers if anyone's got any left in their beverage, oh, oh, oh. Uh, give it up uh, to Christian, right. to the great Brandini, uh, the Thank you so much uh, for joining cheers, us. Boys. We'll see you next time for Armageddon, and we will Armageddon. See you bye next bye. time. Bye 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 bye.